up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Flagrant 2. No easy buckets, analysis by assholes, water cooler commentary for your sports needs. Akash pointed out something very important about our podcast. Oh, it's me. I know. I thought you were going to handle that. We got it, though. Oh, we know, are your favorite players' favorite podcast. That's right. Whoever you love, they're listening. And I want you to know that they hear us talking this shit. Absolutely. And I can't back up any of what I say to these motherfuckers, but I'm going to still talk it. Absolutely. So we are here. Um, Kaz is not with us. Kaz uh, got the day job. We had to record this on a Monday because I was out of town. I was doing shows in Nashville. And um, so we had to sacrifice Kaz, but we're going to be back next week. We're going to make it happen. Um, real quick, I just want to thank everybody for coming out to the shows in Nashville. Also, 551 drops this Friday, I believe. Cop Is it this Friday? It. Yes, it's this Friday. So pre-order that shit beforehand. Man, the record label has been telling me that, you know, the pre-orders have been flying off the shelves, even though there's no shelves for them to fly off of, but I didn't have a saying for what I was trying to say right there. But uh basically it's been a it's been a crazy pre-order thing. You guys got a few more days to pre-order it. Pre-order my shit and then Friday the whole thing drops officially. Man, I'm really excited for you guys to listen to it, hear your feedback, hear which jokes you like, hear which jokes you hated. The whole nine yards. Um, you know so what's perfect? What's up? Oceans 8 comes out Friday, and your girl's probably going to make you want it, like make you see it. There You're you like, go. yo, I just spent my money buying this album. I can't really afford the movie right now. There we go. There you go. Even though it's way cheaper than that movie, okay? And we'll have way more laughs and way more entertainment. I promise you. <laughs> uh, also, views from the sis. I'm coming to KC this weekend. I'll be the Kansas City Improv. Then I'm coming to DC the weekend after that. I'll be the DC Improv. And then I'm going to be coming to Denver. All right, Denver, we got to do it big. All right, so anybody, if you're in the area, I don't care if you're not even in Colorado, if you're in the next state, drive from the next state. All right, if you're in two states away, drive from two states away. I want Denver to be packed the fuck out, flagrant to asshole army. And you will smoke with the fans tight. too. I'm the, I don't smoke weed because I get a little wild when I smoke it. <laughs> I do. Alex knows. All right. Ralph. Ralph. <laughs> Ralph. Ralph. Right, I forgot I was there for that. Bro. I forgot I was there for that. <laughs> I, was in, I was in Blau's car when I was at my friend Blau's and that's who was driving us. I was in our car and I remembered when I told the Ralph story, I thought we were in a van. And I was, oh, yeah, what? I totally forgot what car we were in. Anyway, point is, I'm going to be out there at the Denver uh, Comedy Works. So make sure you get your tickets to those shows. I'm theandrewshows.com. Get your tickets, man. Views from the system have been crazy. Um, and lastly, before we start the show, I just dropped this new clip doing this cool thing. You guys know the 52 weeks of stand up thing I've been doing, man. Uh, I've been putting a new joke up every single week. This last week, I put this joke up and I'm doing this thing. I don't know what I'll call it. Maybe I'll call it evolution of a joke. That's what I've been calling it for right now. But essentially, what it is is I. I, I gave you the joke in its infant stage, right? So this is like the beginning of the joke. It's the premise and a punchline pretty much, but I think it's got a lot of meat on the bone. Something I thought about years ago, but I never really was able to articulate or never really put time into doing it because it didn't like fit into the set. What this premise? Happens. It's a joke about, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, women waiting for the perfect time. To oh, right, for right, quality, right, 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 right. So I put out, you guys would check it out, and I put out like the beginning of it, which yeah. is the, you know, when we were fighting lions, you didn't want to be, Right now that whatever right. you guys can watch the joke. You can see it on YouTube, Instagram, whatever. But what I'm going to do is in like, I'm going to work on it for a few months. And then in a few months, I'm going to post the next version of it where I've I added you something. doing this years ago, something about, uh, we were hunting lions and you were making marmalade. Yeah. Something like you're picking berries. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something exactly. like that. Yeah. We were hunting lions 
And you guys are like, oh, it's okay. We'll pick the berries. Yeah. And then the uh, second, <laughs> that. second we got air conditioning in office buildings, you're like, we want equality. <laughs> so uh, I already thought of another line that I want to add to it. Yeah. It's like, uh, like uh, I didn't see any fight for equality on the Titanic. That's funny. You know, there was no woman's march. Y'all were marching Yo, right into those boats. That's funny. <laughs> that's that bitch funny. wouldn't even give him room on the piano. Oh, yeah. And if there was, <laughs> there was mad room on the piano for Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio, and this bitch was like, gender roles, what do you want to do? <laughs> so I think there's funny. I'm going to keep on like seeing what else. Yeah. No, nah, even now, if the Titanic sank, if they had another Titanic in 2018 and it sank, the biggest feminist in the world, Hillary, would let Bill sink on that motherfucker. Oh, easily. She'd be like, remember when you cheated? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, I think it's, I think the idea, I don't know, I've been thinking about, I mean, for all of you guys listening right now, this is kind of what Akash and I will do when we have a joke. We'll just kind of like talk it out with each other. I always thought it'd be cool, and I and I, I spoke to Akash about this before, but doing a podcast where like we just each bring a joke idea. Yeah. And I have a few comics. Right, and, right. And we just kind of talk about punches for and tags, et right. cetera. And uh, just so people could, one, see how a joke is built and like piece yeah. together, but also they could see like how comedic minds kind of work. And you know what's kind of cool about this premise is it's an old premise and people don't realize this, but we have these ideas that we've had for, for years. Years, yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. I had ideas since year one, year two yeah. that I couldn't make funny. And as you get better at this, you're like, oh, this is how I can make this work. Yeah. And that's what Andrew's doing right now. I saw a thing on Chris Rock like 15, 25 years ago maybe. I don't yeah. know, old as fuck. But he's like, you're three in comedy. Judah Friedlander actually filmed it. Yeah. You see young ass Chris Rock working on premises and one of the premises becomes a thing like eight years later in a special that's a legendary bit. Yo, that's he had a great crazy. idea. I didn't, I didn't know that. Nah, you work through these. It's like, yeah, it's you don't get... I used to think Chris Rock just talked for an hour. Oh, yeah. But you were working on these ideas at least for two years nonstop or whatever. Wow. But like some of those ideas, you had this idea 10 years ago that you can't make funny. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's how I can make an audience sing, laugh at that. Yeah. There's a, I mean, this is a horrible analogy for it because it's... Analogies are supposed to make something easier to understand. This just makes it more difficult. But like uh, when scientists were were figuring out how the world began, like the Big Bang Theory, yeah, et cetera, yeah. like that, they didn't like physicists work on that shit, astrophysicists. Right. But they weren't good at math enough to figure out the math. Right. So they had to get mathematicians to figure out the math to back up the theory. Right, right, right. Because right? right. they weren't good enough. So that's, I always look at our jokes like that. Like, here's this idea. We got Big Bang. Yeah. Right? Right. We just don't have the skills on stage yet yeah. to use, the, or, or even like a like a mutant's power. You right. You know, like you have the, uh, Cyclops has the red shit come out of his you, eyes. So at a writing session, you get the rest of the X-Men together. Boom. Now, and let's yeah, make put it some work. glasses on, idiot. And then, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you got to learn the math. There's yeah. nobody helping right, you. Right, right. You just learn the math as you go and you're like, okay, yeah. now I got the math for this. Yeah. So I think, I think the way, I don't know, I'm going to play with it, but I think the way the joke is going to be like. What annoys me about feminism now is this idea that like for thousands of years, women have been like held back by men. Right. And I really think it's the opposite. I think the only reason you want equality now is because it's the first time in history. It's not better to be a woman. Yeah. Now you realize how kid boring your kid is at home alone. Wait, wait, go on, go on. So like before, like, no, I meant like suffering, like men suffered and we love you so much that we want to restrict your suffering, right? Right, It's right. like, I'm going to go to a coal mine 
right. and just fucking breathe okay. cancer okay. all day. Okay. So you don't have to do that. Right. Right. And I'm going to go to war. So you don't have to do that. And I'm going to drown out a boat. So you don't have to do right. that. Right. And like, this is just part of being a man. You just died. Right. Like, even if your husband was an asshole, he's done. He's dead soon. We're like husbands never lived until husbands just started living until they're right. like 60. Right. Like, <laughs> like husbands just died. Vietnam dead. Like we just died all the time. Yo, if you had a heart attack, you were lucky. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's like a good. That's wait, you live long enough for your heart to fail. That's natural causes back <laughs> yeah, in the day. Facts. So it's like we lived. It was just so shitty to be a dude, like right. going out hunting, doing all these right. things. But we loved women so much and we put them up on a pedestal so much. Right. Right. That we willing to protect them from all this shit. Right. And now the first time in society, men have finally created a place where it's actually comfortable for us. It's not dangerous to go to work. Yeah. 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 It's not dangerous. To go. We're not dying all the fucking right. time. We're not getting murdered all the time. We're not having a murder all the time. Yeah. Finally, we create a place with some peace. And then when we're like, this is bullshit. <laughs> 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 Fuck this. Y'all are having too much fun. <laughs> Y'all are too equal to us. <laughs> See, my actual theory is that. It's not even about the women. It's about the kid. And I, so I don't like when feminists shit on the idea of being a stay-at-home mom. Because right, right. I feel like that was created because men were like, yo, this is the most sacred job that we can do is protecting right. this kid. Right. You're way better at it than me. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll I'll kill myself working in a coal mine yeah. or kill myself fucking doing taxes eight hours a day. Yeah. Like, that's fun. Yeah. So you can just protect this child. Sure. sure. And now, I don't know. I just don't like that feminists are just shitting on it. Oh, yeah. It's stupid. But it's... I think that like, I mean, I had, I was I was working on this thing, and I don't know if it was even a joke really, but it was this idea about how like the reason everybody's outraged is because women aren't having kids, and the more outraged that a country is or a place is, the lower the birth rate is. One hundred percent. So Scandinavia, nobody's having kids; they're outraged about you everything. Got time to be outraged. Exactly. You're bored. You have no purpose in right. your life, right? right? Like there are some women who love their job, and then they don't have a kid, and that's fine right. because your job becomes this focal point of your life, right? Right. Um. But women who don't, like these 45-year-old women who just are like fucking principal, but they hate kids and they just hate the mm, job. Yeah. And they don't have any kids. Yeah. Like, you're miserable. You're doing arts and crafts to go to a march about some shit that you really don't <laughs> even fucking care about. Just get this a kid. Hobby needing ass, Dude, bitch. This for real. For real. You need fucking hobbies. Like, this weird shit you care about. You join these yeah. book clubs. You read fucking Fifty Shades of Grey four times and discuss it. Yo. You know what I mean? Just watch porn like an adult. What are you fucking reading porn for? You just need friends that badly that you can be outraged together and share something with. So that's the only way you kid. can share a connection. You need a kid. To your point, I knew a girl, went to college with me, was a huge feminist. And yep. I used to love just riling her up yep. about that shit. Yep. But then I didn't see her for a while. She had a kid. And then she was talking to our mutual friend. She was like, I don't care about any of that shit anymore. I, dude, all I care about is this baby. That's all that matters. So you need a purpose in your life yeah. for shit to go well. But I think there's something interesting, this idea like this, to flip the concept of the evil patriarchy. Oh, yeah. It was never evil. It was there to protect you. 100%. Like literally, Helen of Troy got kidnapped by those other guys. And we men built a fucking fake horse. We went to war. We went to war for one, one bitch. bitch. One bitch. <laughs> one bitch we went to war for, bro. An epic war. Yo, think about how many men. Odysseus. Real talk. Think about how many men die at battle and never once do we care or go to war for. Odysseus Yo. left his wife for seven years yeah, yeah. to save one bitch. One bitch. It wasn't even his wife. And was faithful. <laughs> Real talk. And he had sirens. Yeah, right? <laughs> he was on an island he of horny bitches. He trying to suck that dick. And he's like, nah, put shit Nothing. in your ears so you don't Nothing. hear it. So that's it, man. It's just, 
There's, I, I, yeah, I gotta flip it. I gotta flip the concept. I think this could be another fun piece. This actually, there's a premise I helped you with a while ago. We we worked on together, which was like, uh, women show their love through whatever, and then men show their love through sacrifice. Mm -hmm. We don't get enough credit for how willing we are to sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a bullet from my girl anytime. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of it's just, I, I don't want to hear her nag anymore, yeah, but yeah. like, it's, you know, I'll still do it. I'll still die for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no. I'll get some quiet and, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that that's what it is. It's like, uh, we don't mind doing all these things. I have the sacrifice joke I have up on the thing, on, on the one of the 52 weeks of uh, stand-up, but it's, yeah, we don't mind doing all these things for you. We do mind you acting like we don't do them. Yes. So like, we what we don't we don't mind you having equality. Equality only helps us, ladies. Like if you're equal, my life is easier. Yeah, I save money, right? I have, get to have more unprotected sex, or I get to have more sex and not worry about having kids because you're on the pill or you believe in abortion or whatever yeah. it is. Like literally, yeah. every bit of equality helps me out. Yeah. The problem is we hear a lot of we hear a lot of women saying they want equal rights, but they don't want equal responsibility. Right. And that's where it gets annoying. It's like, don't tell me I'm the patriarchy. I'm the piece of shit. I want equality. And then the bill comes and there's like zero F. This is what's funny is when girl go, girls go, you want to split it? That's not equality. We paid the whole bill for <laughs> a million you, years. You want reparations. I want reparations, bro. <laughs> Dead ass. That's what I was saying. Like, what, you know how yeah. men, men make 30% more? True. That's reparations. True, yeah. true. Wait in line. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk. Like Native Americans got casinos, bitch. Where my casino at? Man. You think Man. a casino's half? You think it's half the bill, bitch? Is a casino? Nah, oh, so fuck out of here. Funny. The only way that works is on a liberal bitch, so you can call for reparations. Yeah, and then she'd be like, oh, I guess so. Everybody else gonna be like, shut the fuck up. We ain't giving reparations to black people, fam. Oh, it's so, I know, that's funny. Wait in line. The line for reparations. But men are up there, B, because we've been doing a lot. Yeah. We've been doing it a lot. And the funniest, yo, the funniest yeah. shit they got they got me fucking crying lately. This is funny. This is turning into like our joke writing sessions, but this is how we do. I'm interested in how the idiots think about uh, sorry, not the the assholes think about think about how we go through this. But like, you know how like there's always these uh like the white male, like feminists hate white males. Oh, That's what we've become the new enemy, right? Yeah. Feminists hate white males, right? All I gotta ask feminists is this. Show me another race. It's treated women. <laughs> like, you know like, y'all should love us because we invented your rights. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like keep it 100, hey. right? Indi in India, is it better for women or men? It's tough to it's, Africa, it's, better for women and men. Like, men. like South Can America. Can I say this about India? Go, 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 go. This is a premise I'm working on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Indian dudes get this bad rap of like, we're just these fucking oppressive, just rapists. We don't know how to talk yeah, yeah. to a woman or say yeah, hi. Yeah. We just fuck them without their consent mm -hmm. and walk off dragging our knuckles. Yeah, yeah. I get men, Indian men can be better, but no one talks about how fucking brutal Indian women are. They are the biggest <laughs> pain in the fucking ass I've ever 
experience in my life. Facts. And to that fact, <laughs> yo, every I'm, I'm friends with every race. Let me tell you something. My whole life. you can have them. Yo, bruh, bruh. all yours. <laughs> every time I'm friends with somebody who's not Indian, invariably they start getting attracted to Indian women. I don't know how it happens. Yeah, yeah. And every time I'm like, dog, they're fucking crazy. Be ready. Yeah, yeah. And every time they're like, nah, bro, all girls are crazy. And yeah, then yeah, after yeah. a year, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with this bitch? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting yelled at for shit I didn't even know you could yell about. <laughs> my man, my man told me one time his girl caused a massive fight. She cause she came over unannounced at three in the morning and he just opened the door and then walked to the bed and she said this bitch was stamping her feet on a third floor apartment, talking about how did you not ask me how I'm doing? <laughs> and I was like, that's you know what that's that standard. Is? That's standard. That's your parents, yo. Your parents love you all too much. Yeah, my be. same with Latinos. Latino you know I mean? men. Like Latino and Latino women. Latino women are crazy. Latino men are crazy. Latino parents love the daughters? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. They, no, 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 no. They don't love them as much as the son. Okay. That's what I'm saying. But, but like the, the affection, like people, like we always ask, right? You always hear people ask. You've always said it. Like I always hear black dudes say, like, why the fuck are white women so easy, so nonchalant? It's unbelievable, man. Because our parents don't love us. So any bit of love, <laughs> any bit of love that you give us, right? Any bit of love you give them, right? You just give them, you don't even got to hug, hug them. Just give them a little pat on the back. Like, hey, good oh day. My God. Like, Did you just say good day? <laughs> oh, my God, Tyrone, thank you. I was. I thought I had a good day oh today, right? So we're oh, not used fuck. to affection or love. You, Indians, y'all used to so much affection, doting and loving and caring. Same yeah, with man. Latinos, right? So if the Latin dude doesn't get love from his girl, he got to kill her. He got to kill her for no reason. He got to kill her, right? You know what I mean? This shit happens. You know what I mean? Or he got to have three other girls because one girl not giving him enough love. Oh, I know, for sure. So I got to get the rest of the girls' love. For sure. There's there's something to it. Yeah, it's a valid point, man. Just saying, if you want to know why white girls are so easy, bad parenting. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, look. We're not here to talk about this. Not here to talk about the patriarchy. I think we've got some good ideas here that turn themselves into sets. We're here to talk about the beauty. Oh, I think that oh, the evolution of the joke thing. It was basically I'm gonna come back and do it in a few in a few months. And um You gonna do it throughout the whole process or just come back as after it's every little chunk. I'm gonna okay. instead of like having this joke be part of my set, I'm gonna have it be something that I'm sharing with idea. with the people on YouTube. So it's like you know that I'm adding things. You know, you're not going to really see me do it live. Maybe you'll see me work it out live, this, right. that, the other, if I have a new choke. But it's more of just this this ongoing process. So we'll see what happens. We'll work on a few months right. as long as I have fun with it. But I think there's some nice, I feel a little good, a little momentum going. Beautiful. But um, but yeah, check that out, man. The YouTube shit has been crazy. It's been crazy. But let's get let's get into this shit. Right, right. Because that's what we're here to talk about. Um, Maybe everybody's been on me in Nashville talking about how I jumped the gun with uh, Drake and Pusha. Um, you're well, gonna stand your ground and keep supporting Drake, but it's over. He lost. Okay, here's the thing. If he does not respond, it's been a week, bro. If he does not respond, I know Jay Prince. I just watched that video of Jay Prince saying that it's gonna be over and this, that, the other, and Kanye saying it's gonna be over. And Jay Prince said Drake wrote an amazing diss record, <laughs> so personal. Da, 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 da. <laughs> if he does not respond, I can't respect him anymore. I can't respect him as a as a as a rapper anymore. I think it's part of rap. 
it, it's not, if somebody, if somebody calls you out and you don't respond at all, that's fine. You can be above it. I'm all about that being above the nonsense. If someone calls you out, you respond and then they come back and then clearly clobber you. Not a single person has said that Drake's was better than pushes. That's you slunking away. That's you bitching out. Is it not? Dog, it's embarrassing. Here's what I don't like about the the Jay Prince shit. And I didn't honestly, this is going to be some real, I'm not a hip hop fan shit. I didn't really know who Jay Prince was until recently. Yeah. We were in Houston. A lot of people don't know who Jay Prince We were in Houston. Yeah. And then I started hearing his name ring out. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker is a thing. And that's why yeah. Drake is so protected. But for him to say, you don't come at family. When Drake went at his fiance first, why do you not come at, isn't that family? That's my fiance. That's the woman I'm make my wife. That's the mother of my children future. Yeah. So he can't come at family, but Drake can? Yeah. And don't act like he had some shit ready. He didn't. He didn't. He had nothing ready. Yeah. If he did, he wouldn't have waited for, for Prince to say nothing. He'd have just come in. I think Push should put another one out. Push ain't nobody's going to cross Jay Prince. Nobody's going to cross Jay Prince. Matter of fact, I was wondering what the fuck this was. Kanye, I, I think... Push took away the retweet, but Kanye tweeted that thing about I'm about love. Yeah. There's no more beefing. Yeah. Push retweeted that. I think he took that away. But my what I'm reading and what I'm thinking is Jay Prince put the word out. Kanye put the word out. Push was like, hey, well, fuck it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cross this man. Nah, bro. I can't look at Drake the same, dog. And it's a huge L for Canada. Like Canada was on the come up. Canada, Canada was, was winning, bro. It was dominating. Canada it wasn't was, on the come up. That shit was up. And it was dominating. It was a cool place. Toronto was a cool place. And you were finally shaking off the soft persona. This persona of Canada was apologizing. I'm sorry before you do anything. Constantly yep. soft, overly pleasant, overly friendly. And now you got a soft, overly pleasant, overly friendly motherfucker basically apologizing. And deadbeat dad. And, then, and, and a deadbeat dad. dad, dad Actually, can you be a deadbeat dad if you pay the bills? But we don't we know don't what know he's that. doing. And this Drake motherfucker won't speak to us. We don't know that. He's absolutely paying the bills. And what bills are there to pay? She got insurance. Go back to school. <laughs> it's free. Like, can you be a deadbeat dad in Canada? As long as you pay taxes in Canada, you can't be a deadbeat dad. Well, he didn't make the world aware that he had a kid. Why he was hiding the kid. You know what, Mike? You don't this, have to this show might the kid. The most, I don't want the world, the world to know about have. my girl. This I don't might want be the world most... to know about anything in my life besides what I choose to share with them. But this is the most brilliant thing Push did, I think, is I think Drake was doing his internet savvy thing. I love women. I'm so whatever. Right. And then he has this this uh, Adidas line coming out that he named after his son. I think that was going to be like his big reveal. Yeah. Right, and right, like, yeah. look what a great guy I am. Here's my son. I love yeah. him. Here's his press run. Then Push puts out that one line. He deserves more than Adidas press run. He yeah. exposes that he has a kid. Now when he does it, it's going to seem like, yo, man, he deserves more than Adidas press run. Uh, you a deadbeat, motherfucker. Did you know what Completely the, the line is called? Added on. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's a story I've added. Yeah, yeah. That I actually managed to put together on my own. A lot of the shit I yeah. can't, but that I actually got it. Well, whatever. I mean, just step it up, Drake. Have some fun. I don't understand why we have to get Jay Prince in here, why we have to get Kanye involved. Just let them rap. What's Do the what's thing. the most damning line of this, the most damning bar in this entire battle? I don't know. What do you think? I think it is. <clears throat> I know everyone is enjoying the circus, but I want to clarify the image in question. Oh, yes. when you start, when you step into beefs, you already are one and oh. Then you come up, you have a song, the Duppy Freestyle, and now all of a sudden that you're losing, it's a, it's a circus. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it a circus when you were stomping on Meek's grave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, buried yeah. that motherfucker, and then went to OVO Fest and destroyed him even more. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't a circus then. Mm-hmm. 
That was a fucking. This was so yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah. After she got exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same like playing shit. the victim or something like same that. Same. I thought shit. he was saying it was a circus because he had all that makeup on like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was his whole thing. <laughs> he did kind of have the clown makeup. No, one hundred percent. Anyway, so who gives a fuck about rap? I don't. Um, I really don't care. Just I care about like more masculinity, and he has to stand up for his masculinity. Man came uh, at your family, that's, dog. Yeah, that's that's what I care about. I, in my personal opinion. All right. You know, I'm with that. Um, all right, let's talk about some sports, man. Okay. Fuck. I know we actually stepped... We did the last episode before the Game 7s. Okay. I don't want to talk about much of the Game 7s. because no, no, let's, let's talk about any of the Game 7s. Well, here's don't one thing care. I want to bring up that right. is tied to Game 7. The Rockets lost that game by going all for 27 from the three-point. Straight, whatever. Missing 27 straight. But the officiating was fucking horrendous in favor of the Warriors. Sure. And again, through two games in the finals, yeah. the officiating has been fucking horrendous in favor of the Warriors, and yeah. I don't get it. Okay, a couple things. Uh, the Rockets didn't... The Rockets technically lost it because they went over 27. Why did they get over, go over 27? Because they were exhausted. Yeah. You, you, you miss threes that you make throughout the whole season when your legs are gone. Yeah. And why are their legs gone is because the fucking Warriors ran them up and down that floor. They ran them through picks constantly. And the Rockets played incredible defense, don't get me wrong. But what you give up on defense, a lot of times... What you give on defense a lot of times takes away from what you have on offense. And also, D'Antoni... Harden was exhausted. Everyone on that fucking team was exhausted. Eric Gordon finally was hooping, but that's when you have a guy like Chris Paul, right, who can get you a nice free throw line jumper, get you two points, get to the basket two points. They just couldn't score because their whole system relied you saw on them three hit pointers. The wall. Yeah, their also, legs are gone. Everybody also, was gone. D'Antoni refuses to use a bench. Seven-man rotations in the playoffs is fucking crazy. It hasn't worked ever. Add two guys to the rotation. Pop does I mean, it perfectly. I mean, Develop guys throughout sure. the year. I'm not going to give no, legs. I'm not going to say that's wrong. I'm also, just going to say, like, I think people will make, especially Houston fans, will make this out like they lost the game. You were beat because you were run down, and that was their strategy. Their strategy every single game was... Let's take their legs away, and they won't be able to hit threes. And what happened every single game? They went up big early, and then slowly the Warriors chipped away. And early in the series, they had enough juice to stay with them. But by the end of the series, they're too fucking exhausted. Also, you're missing and they Chris, lost Paul. Chris Paul. Yeah, but I also think Shaq brought this up, and Chris Paul <clears throat> kept them in games with pure luck. I'm talking about like fadeaway double pump threes. Like, I mean, yeah, it was incredible. But I also think Shaq brought up a great point in yeah. the end in the second quarter, of Game Seven. They're up 14, 15, whatever. They stopped driving. They just start shooting threes. That's when they started missing. Why? I guess you're tired. But if you keep driving, you can't put your throat, or your foot on their fucking. Well, that's what throat. Eric Gordon did. He kept them in the game by sheer will, and he's a really <clears throat> amazing player. I love that guy, and I think he should stay on the team. Because he really fits that team. I well. think he's got one more year on his contract. Great, Ariza's up. Great. Well, and you got to sign Ariza. Ariza's so important defensively. Well, you, so you would give him up if you wanted to sign LeBron or George. Obviously, yeah. But if not, I think he's a really great tool, and just have him hit the corner three. But I think, like what you're saying, what they, what D'Antoni needs to do is recognize the reason. You know, live by the three, die by by the three. It's not like you have a bad three point shooting game. These are NBA players. A whole team does not have a bad three point shooting game. A whole team is exhausted. Yeah, and that's what causes you to miss some threes. So. Yeah. Like like you said, you got to recognize that, and you got to go. Listen, we won't have the legs, or you got to do some Pat Riley cardio. If you notice, what Riley does when he gets a player is he gets them in fucking shape. Right. Okay. Deion Waiters went there, lost twenty pounds. Right. Uh, James Johnson went there, lost forty pounds. He's right. just chiseled. Yeah. He looks like what Morris brother. Like he's just <laughs> yeah. incredible shape. Right. Yeah. 
And I think this is what D'Antoni needs to do is go, hey, we've been exhausted. The problem with me is every time I get into the playoffs, right, and what happens? The defense ratchets up. Motherfuckers really start playing D. Yeah, also and you just start- use a bench, dog. That's fair enough. So I think we all both have to acknowledge that, like, he has a system that not a lot of people fit in, right? That's fair? I guess. I mean, he's, you're, you're you're the guy that always says he is he is one system. He doesn't really. Oh no, I know, but like that's my point is like adapt a little bit. You have to you have to have a so deeper rotation. Here's the thing with with the Warriors, right? Specifically playing against the Warriors, you can't play a traditional big man against them when they have that Hamptons lineup. Yeah, because the switches will just get exposed. Will kill you. What the Rockets did so well is they played this lineup kind of that we're looking at right now. I right. think that's Luke and Bamute actually behind him instead right. of uh, Harold. But when it was Harold, Harold's not a bad switch for Thompson. Who? Uh, uh, Harold, the the center, the guy who plays Capella? center. Capella or Capella? Sorry, yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry. So Capella, Capella's not a yeah, Clint Capella. So he's not a bad switch for Clay. No, you know what I mean. Not. Like it, it's not the ideal cover, but he can he can. Listen, he's not a bad switch for KD. When you have a big, lunking center that KD is guarding a three-point line, game He'll over. You. So you have to play this lineup. And how many how many 6'10 to 7-foot guys are there in the NBA my response to this, that can play in that lineup? My response to this is Daryl Morey is on record saying, I am obsessed with beating the Warriors. Sure, sure, sure. Why is Ryan Anderson there? I, you signed him before, whatever. You traded, whatever. You are obsessed yeah. with beating the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. You have a 14 roster spots. Yeah, yeah. Only seven or eight of these guys is fit to beat the Warriors. It's not about fit to beat. It's like, okay, think about it, right? You have 12 spots, right? You have 12 spots on a playoff roster. 12 in the playoffs, right? yeah. How many uh, centers do you have? Two. Two, right? Right. One of them is going to be able to guard four positions against the Warriors, right? Which is Capella. Maybe the fifth. Right? I mean, it's really hard if you have like Curry on him, but let's dump like that, right? The other guy is just going to be big. So what I'm saying is like there's truly, there's tons of guards that can do it. Well, I think if you got one or two more 3 and D, I don't understand what you're saying, but I think if you get another 3 and D guy, the thing about Draymond is if he's taller than you, it doesn't really matter. Draymond's not posting you up. It's not Dre. It, it's it's not Dre, right? It's, it's KD. It's it's K, well, it's KD, but it's also Steph because they're gonna expose the big. What have they been doing on, against the Cavs? They get the switch to Love, and then he just cooks up Love. Yeah, again, Love. I don't. You know, I'm not a. I get what you're saying. But you but I just think I don't. You need one or two more three and D guys at the very least. I'm with you. I'm with you. But it's not the three and D. It's not Trevor because PJ and Trevor can even exchange minutes. One can get a break, and the other guy can chase around right. KD or K whatever. Those guys. I mean, PJ Tucker played amazing. This guy was getting fucking ten boards a game, five months of offensive yeah. board. Like, yeah. it, it was. It broke my heart to see him not right continue on in the playoffs because he gave everything. the The issue is the big, and when they put that Hamptons five in there, it is a fucking problem. Matter of fact, the Cavs actually match up okay against that Hamptons five because Braun can play so many positions. Now they haven't even put the Hamptons five out there because Iggy's injured, obviously. Yeah, Hamptons five wasn't out there for right whatever but three through seven. The matchup Rockets. isn't. That's all I'm saying with Houston. It's like I I empathize a little with D'Antoni because going up against the Warriors, it's fucking tough when they put that small lineup. Yeah, no, it's tough. I just don't. The guy's been coaching like this for 15 years, whatever he's been in the league. He's never made one finals appearance. Teams we all love. That being said, all he does is make the playoffs. And there's plenty of coaches that enter a team 
and, and they start coaching a team and they don't even make it to the playoffs. No matter yeah. where he coaches. So he's not a bad coach. He's a good coach. He's a really a, good coach. He's a good coach. I mean, if Brad Stevens is elite, you can't say that Dan Again, not. I'm going to say, I haven't, I'm not ready to put Brad Stevens in a greatness category good, yet. I but he is what Dan Tony was in 2005. You've been in the playoffs a few times. Now, after a while, it just becomes different. After a decade, it's a different story than okay. three years in. Fair enough. Let's move on. Let's talk about this this uh, this Cavs Houston Cavs series. Let's talk about obviously the you know horrible. Oh God! And to, to get first of all, thank you for all the stop laughing like fucking Beavis and Butthead on this podcast, dog. We don't need that right now. So 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 fucking. we for everybody who was uh, here in New York and watched the game with us, we did the game over at Noble New York. Um, we'll probably not do another one yeah. here because these motherfuckers got cheap on us. We packed a place out. We got over, I don't know, there was over 100 people in yeah. there. Shouts all, to the assholes first. Yeah, yeah. Thank you all the assholes that came out to watch the game with us. That's the best way to watch a game. I want to watch all the fucking games like that. If I was in town, I swear to God, we'd do it again for every single game. But uh, I'm not, and neither is uh, neither is Kaz. But that being said, the place cheapened out on us, man. We got over 100 fucking people in there. Everybody's drinking. We got an alcohol sponsor. Everything's beautiful. And then... um. And they charge us for fucking the nachos and shit at the end of the night. <laughs> Pay for fucking nachos. And I'm talking to this guy and I'm like, buddy, isn't it like, what is the bill going to end up being? At first they give us a bill for like $150. And I'm like- 250 No, or 250 And then they took off all the, they're like, we'll take off the Tito's. And I'm like, yeah, you will, because we got the Tito's for free. We got the, the yeah. alcohol sponsor. Yeah. And then the guy gives us a bill. It's like 90 bucks. And I'm like, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Like, let me ask you a question. Yo, $90. We were heated. Bro, $90. Yeah. First of all, the Cavs also lost. Right? That's the thing I want to bring $90, up. $90 to be on our bad side? Is that worth it after we brought 100 people in here yeah, in your empty 100%. fucking space? It's not like anybody was going to be in that space. Nobody was in the front. Yeah, but the front was empty. The front is fucking empty. We pack out the back room, okay, of your spot. Have a great fucking night. Everybody's drinking, eating, enjoying themselves. $90? That's not worth it? What's funny, though, is if the Cavs won that game, we would have paid that bill no fucking problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We'd have been so happy, Gladly. elated. Hey, man, it's $90. Who gives a Gladly. fuck? The Cavs lost. We were salty. We were like, run this to the manager. I want to I I know what the fuck is going tight. on. We Why the on. fuck are you charging us? Calling everybody. Calling everybody. <laughs> Cavs' boy slipped right out of there before the bill came. Said, Do you think this is Kaz's worth boy, it? Cavs' boy that hooked it up and set the oh, whole yeah, thing up. Yeah. He slipped. He was like, all right, man, I'll see you later. And I was like, I ain't got the bill yet. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got the bill yet. I assume there would be no bill. Yeah, yeah. I would. I was ready to walk out, and then he handed me one of those uh, those leather fucking uh, <laughs> uh, check holders or whatever the fuck it is. I wish you guys could have seen the the anger in the three of us when we got that bill, simply because yeah. the Cavs lost. I have a business to run. I have a business. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, I don't give a fuck. I gave you business. You didn't. If it wasn't for us, you would have no business to run because nobody was here. Yo, oh my god. But, your face, I don't know what was worse, your face when you got that bill or your face when the game turned around and you went from jumping on couches, screaming, the king is here, <laughs> to looking like you were about to fucking cry. Look looked like I your dog devastated. just died. I couldn't all, sleep that night. For everybody who doesn't know, I wore a king's outfit to the game. Okay, I had a crown, I had a fake sword, and I literally went to a costume shop and bought king. Didn't rent. Bought. No, I bought King. It was King Louis the Seventh or some shit. Oh, and I bought okay. his. I it bought wasn't his the outfit. Burger King guy. It was no, it wasn't the Burger King guy. <laughs> piece of shit. 
That was a respectable king. King Louis, probably of France or England or something like that. Anyway. Piece of shit. I never had anybody put the F on piece of shit. Yeah, he was a piece of shit. Yeah, I put. Man, I spent a hundred dollars on a fucking king outfit. I'm walking around all day in a goddamn king outfit. Okay, I, my team, the Cavs, my team, LeBron. Okay, I don't really care about the Cavs, but LeBron is about to win Game One of the Finals at Golden State. In what is probably the greatest Finals performance we have ever seen. Fifty points. Fifty points, eight rebounds, eight assists. I mean, just gorgeous. Plays an amazing game. Okay. Kevin Durant goes to the basket. LeBron outside of the restricted area. Is he moving? Sure, but not moving towards Kevin Durant. He's coming across. Durant just runs into him. And the rules say you don't have to be completely set. Sure, sure, sure. But my my issue with, with this is not the fact that it wasn't called a charge. Okay? My issue with this was it's either a charge or it's a no call. It definitely was not a foul. Fair enough. That's the only issue. It's either charge Cavs ball or wherever the ball landed after the play. Could have gone out of bounds, couldn't have went out. But to give him two free throws for what we know for a fact was not a ch- Shut up, Alex. <laughs> he's already shrugging his fucking the shoulders. Final, <laughs> fucking warming up his comment. No, it is what the it final two-minute report like said that foul to me. <laughs> final two-minute report said there's three mistakes all go in favor of the Warriors. Of that call, yeah. LeBron got fouled on the inbounds pass by Draymond Green, and then on George Hill's missed free throw, Draymond had a lane violation. Lane violations wow. happen. I don't trip yeah, as much. Wow. But that is three missed calls. Okay. What a reach. So then, so then, okay, shut up, Alex. Okay, <laughs> Which I acknowledge the third is a reach, but that's three. Okay, look, listen. Here's the reality. Here's the reality that matters. Okay? Bullshit. Absolutely bullshit call. Doesn't matter. LeBron shrugs it off. Goes. Easy buckets right away. Okay? We're put in a situation where very little time left. I think there's seven seconds or eight seconds or something like that. LeBron sees George Hill cut to the basket down by one, sees George Hill cut to the basket and LeBron does what he's always done in his career, which is what we criticize him for often. LeBron makes the smart basketball play. The best basketball play in the moment sometimes makes you a great teammate and sometimes makes you a great loser. When Jordan passed it to Kerr and he hit knockdown threes all game, Jordan was a great teammate. When Jordan passed it to Paxson and he hits the game winner, Jordan was a great teammate. He made the right basketball play. When LeBron passes it to George Hill, George Hill gets fouled and then makes one of two free throws when he had the game-winning free throw on the line right there. LeBron is not clutch. LeBron is not trying to take the last shot. LeBron is not doing this. That, that. Do I wish he took it? Yes, because he can't trust any of his teammates. There's literally nobody on that team that he can fucking trust. And I know it's been said a lot in the media. I don't really give a fuck. It's true. You have the game on the line. You're an 80% free throw shooter, George Hill. Hit the fucking free throws. I, I understand that's a problem. I also... If George Hill hits that free throw, they're up one. Golden State has a ball, four seconds left. I still don't feel good about anything. The best case scenario is he misses the second free throw. Somebody gets a rebound, has a point blank layup, whatever. Take another two seconds off the clock, be up two. Yep. 
But that's what fucking kills me to not but, but know the, the score. But here's the thing. And look, and everybody can knock J.R. Smith. I don't knock J.R. Smith at all. I knock George Hill entirely. Okay. J.R. Smith got a lucky offensive rebound. If he went right up with it, he had seven foot Kevin Durant right there with a seven and a half foot wingspan about to toss his shit. So that wasn't going to be an easy layup at all. He dribbles it. The fact that he dribbled it all the way out and let time expire, it would have been nice to get a shot up, even if it's a chuck. But he didn't give Golden State an opportunity to hit that. I don't think it was that bad. I blame this all on fucking George Hill. First of all, George Hill comes out, gets four fouls in the first 18 minutes. Four fouls in the first 18 minutes. So now we got to let Jordan Clarkson play, who just sucked it up the entire game. Uh, and then Where he, is Rodney Hood? Chilling. Where mm-hmm. he where he got to be. He's on the bench. That's what he does. He, he, listen, I get it. He's a pussy for not wanting to go into game four against the Raptors. Yeah. Also, he's better than Jordan Clarkson. Two things can be true. Yeah. Put him in. Yeah, you trying to win? I don't, trying to send I don't a know if he is better than Jordan Clarkson. He can't be worse. Create a shot. You can't be worse. Yeah, I don't know. I guess so. The point. The point I'm trying to say is, um, this to me is is all on George Hill's gigantic shoulders, and that 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 is the biggest problem about. I don't. I get it. Listen, if I just go. I guess I go forty nine fifty one. Jr. Smith, because you got Why? the fucking rebound. You are right there to not know the score is inexcusable. Sure, but missing say, a free throw happens. Let's say he knows the score. He tries to go. It's not an open shot. It's not a dunk. KD is right there. Something is probably you want to get out. a shot up. At least a lucky shot. KD, up. you boxed out KD to get the rebound. KD was asleep. Now he can recover. Yeah. But there's. All kinds of opportunities there. Right. Pass it to somebody else underneath the hoop. Whatever. There's opportunities there to not know this. I, I mean, don't I, like I it. I blame this, to be honest, more on George Hill and Ty Lue. No. Ty Lue should have known there was a there was a timeout left. You sent me the clip earlier today where LeBron was finding out there was a time le- timeout left and he didn't call so it. So this clip is out there if you want to find it online. It, it shows the Cleveland bench the entire time after the game ends, they go to overtime, regulation ends, and it's just a shot of the Cleveland bench while everybody else is at commercial. LeBron sits down, looks exhausted, sitting straight ahead. J.R. Smith clearly knows he fucked up. LeBron's not even looking at him. And then uh, Ty Lue, it takes a minute and a half for Ty Lue to walk over, which is already weird to me. But then Ty Lue, as soon as he walks over, said, Bron goes, we didn't have a timeout? Assuming that's why Ty Lue didn't call one. Yeah, yeah. And then Ty Lue goes, yeah, we did. And then the look on LeBron's face. Yeah, yeah. He's gone. That moment, he was like, I'm out of this motherfucker. Yeah. He put forth nothing in overtime. He was done. He was exhausted. He, he checked out long before he walked out of that fucking press conference with the purse. Yeah. But shouldn't Bron have known also? Bron tried to call timeout. He didn't understand what J.R. Smith was doing. He tried to call timeout, but they didn't see him. There wasn't much time. That happens. It's your job as Ty Lue is to know that there's a timeout and then to recognize in that fraction. You don't have anything to do as a coach. You're on the fucking sidelines. Okay. Your job is to know what's going on in the game, right? And be cognizant of all these things because the players are actually playing, so they can't. So the second you notice that J.R. Smith is not in position to score, right? And that's when he dribbled the ball all the way out. The second you notice that, you should be screaming in the ref's ear, timeout, timeout. Now you have two seconds left. Yes. Maybe one and a half. That's more than enough for LeBron to get a fadeaway jumper and give yourselves a chance it to win the game. It gives you something. That's it. The fact that he didn't even bother to call it. You should have called it when he passed it to George Hill. The second, the second he saw him freeze, you should be in the ref's ear screaming timeout. And the fact that he didn't means that he didn't know that they had one left. Mm-hmm. And it's just horrible fucking coach. LeBron's calling for a timeout. It's, it's on all three of them. But I do not excuse J.R. Smith for not 
knowing the fucking score. Tiny. And that was even worse is not owning it after the press conference. And then Ty Lue, it kind of a shitty move also was like, JR didn't know the score. I don't know if he knew JR was saying he knew the score, but Ty Lue said he thought we were up. And you I see can't. him saying to LeBron, I thought we were up. I you can't knock. not know the score with four seconds left, dog. Straight up. Sure. He didn't know the score, but I still, I don't knock JR as much as Jor Hill and, and Ty Lue. Just because, dude, JR was there. He was committed. I he can excuse. Take Clay Thompson out. I can excuse missing a free throw. Yeah, that happens. That Dude, he fucking went after Thompson. Did. did you see that shit? That was bullshit. Dude, no, I mean, I it wasn't. He I, he slipped, but literally, he, it looked like he was throwing his entire body at Clay Thompson. We've seen JR intentionally hurt people or shove people. Yeah, that wasn't intentional. And he don't give a fuck. But when, no. after he landed on Clay Thompson, he immediately turns around like, oh, you're all right? Yeah, he Puts his hand on his back. Clay looked, said it wasn't malicious. He saw him slip. He slipped. It was an yeah, obvious slip. Yeah, but I think he could have like avoided him a little bit, like tried to. What in the midair? My entire nah. body slipped. What I'm Who upset about is the fact that he that Clay is in no way injured. Yeah. No, no, I don't want him to get injured. But I like, do. Your knee bends in like that. Like that's insane. If my knee bent in like that, mm. everything's getting torn. He's a without warrior. a fucking second. He's a warrior. He's not. Nah, he just he just retards strong. He just retards strong. Might have retards strong. That's it. He's too dude. dumb to know, you know any what better. Annoys good. Me? I found out what annoys me about these warriors. They're so listen. You're so they're so fucking happy and exciting and they're cocky and Steph's got the shoulder shimmy and the, yeah. and then KD's fucking yelling and Draymond's nonstop yelling. Now Clay Thompson. He used to be stuck and quiet, but all of a sudden he's fucking yelling all over the place. And what annoys me about it is that none of them could take their own team to the finals. How dare you celebrate and talk shit back to LeBron when none of you could take your own team to the finals? You need every single one of the other players on that team to get here and be dominant. I'm LeBron is by himself taking a bunch of fucking AAU players to the finals every single year. Can we be honest? If you switch LeBron, LeBron and Nobody Steph's teams, he's not great. we switch LeBron and Steph's teams, do yeah. the Cavs even make the playoffs if Steph is their number one? No, but it'd be so much fun to watch. Yeah. I would love to watch Steph put up 40 points a game on a shitty team just for one season. Like, it's great to see him, like, be part of the team and run the offense, but I would love to see him just chuck. He'd be Jamal way more likable. Fuck, it would be so much fun to watch. He'd Just be, way be more the likeable. eighth seed in the playoffs. Maybe they'll do it, but that'd be the best. I hope that happens before he uh, you know, gets out of his prime. It's not gonna. This Golden State team is here to stay. None yeah, of these motherfuckers want to get paid. Clay is willing to take a massive discount. It's just infuriating to watch. Yeah, and they're gonna do it. And I get it. Look, you're having fun. And if I was, I'm sure there's games where I'm having fun and I, our team, we're winning and we're still talking shit. But that's what annoys me about the Warriors is they're cocky, but they have so much help. It's like, how are you going to be that cocky? KD couldn't do it with another MVP on his team. Yeah, we know for a fact. Like, it's true. Like, KD, and I think maybe the reason he's the least cocky is because he knows he wasn't good enough to do it alone. LeBron was good enough to do it alone. He went there and won against a Warriors team alone. I mean, with Kyrie, yeah, but alone. Kyrie. <laughs> what? But alone. What did Kyrie do before Wait. LeBron got there? All right, but I'm just saying he didn't do it alone. Like, alone, you contradicted. Alone, his, Kyrie's an all-star point guard. He's an guard. all-star player, but I'm sorry, he's not going to take a team by himself anywhere because he had the opportunity and he didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, he went but, from not even making the playoffs to going to the finals right when LeBron got there. That's not Kyrie getting better. You know how many games Kyrie year. Irving has played in the playoffs without LeBron James? Zero. Zero. No, but I'm just saying. You know how many included. games uh, the Cavs won last year when LeBron sat? I know they lost a lot. Zero. He couldn't win a single regular season game without LeBron. 
Now, I love Kyrie. Don't get me wrong. He's a little sassafras. <laughs> he is a little sassafras. Oh, we talked about this in a live podcast. We should talk about this also. Kyrie missing game seven for fucking deviated septum surgery that's elective. Okay, so let me tell you guys something about deviated septum surgery. This is a made-up surgery so girls can get nose jobs, okay? Everybody has a deviated septum. You have, if you banged your nose once, your septum deviated. If you ever were playing basketball and you got an elbow by accident, your septum deviated. I've got a deviated septum right now, very deviated, okay? It's a made-up surgery. You don't need to get it. Can you breathe fine? Yeah. You breathe well, fine? I got asthma. Yeah. So. You have asthma, but it's not because of your yeah, nose, right? No, no, no. It's because Just you're in Is this yeah. why I snore? <laughs> Say what? Is, do you snore because of a deviated septum? I, I mean, that's so. something that they might make up. What I'm saying, oh. this is all girls who live on the Upper East Side that are making these things up so they can get their big old fucking noses chopped down. Okay, So Kyrie's <laughs> going to come back as a bad bitch. Then. So Kyrie, <laughs> Kyrie's going to look like a Kardashian when he's coming back. It's going to be serious. But the point is, he schedules this surgery, right? Obviously before the playoffs, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, it is a little peculiar he would schedule a surgery during the playoffs. It shows yeah. that he doesn't have a lot of confidence that his team is going to make it if you're scheduling a surgery before the Eastern Conference Finals are done. Or do you not want to see them make it without That's you? That's the next one. That's okay. the next point. So already it shows a lack of confidence in your team. Right. Right? Right. Because you know how the schedule works. Yeah. Why not just schedule it a week later or two weeks later, right? Boom. Let's say it's scheduled. You choose not to move it. Now your NBA player, Kyrie Irving, every nose job doctor in the world would gladly, right. gladly reschedule you and take you whenever the fuck you wanted and yeah. bump other clients. Yeah. Because doing your nose is going to be massive. It's like doing right. a Kardashian's nose or something like that, right? It's a yeah. big deal. It makes you famous. Right. He could easily move that. He didn't move that. Why do you think that is? I think he didn't want to see his team win without him. He didn't want to see, he couldn't bear to see his team win with Adam. And that shows a massive, massive ego. The same massive ego that wouldn't allow him to play on a team with LeBron where LeBron was getting all the credit for the victories. And to be honest, LeBron should. He's in the finals without Kyrie. Should have one win without Kyrie. The exact same thing they did last year. And you know what is even what is even more beautiful is that when the Boston Celtics get to maybe the Eastern Conference Finals next year and they lose again, nobody will be able to credit Kyrie for getting them there. Yeah. So Kyrie actually walked into the same exact situation. He went to Boston so he could get all the credit. You know who gets all the credit in Brad Boston? Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge. Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge. And you know what Brad Stevens did without you? He made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and went to Game 7. So unless you make it to the Finals next year, you have zero <laughs> positive net effect on your team, Kyrie. Oh, man. You might have a beautiful nose, but you're not going <laughs> to have any positive net effect on your team. And somebody on this brought this up on the live podcast. We can talk about where he's going to go because this series, I, I, I hate to say it, but I think it's over. Uh, no. Cavs and six. All right. I, I, I love your optimism. I, I don't believe it, but I taking love it. Both at home. They're taking both at home. Taking Yo, both at home. We should make some type of a bet, man. <laughs> taking this both at home. You don't, don't have the confidence for a bit. I don't believe in gambling on sports. I love it so much. <laughs> so, the, but they're taking both at home. That's it. They can beat this team. They can beat this Warriors team. They're going to take both at home. Bron's going to be back in it. All these pussy ass Cavs players who can't play on the road because they're fucking scared. That's of the, the only hope they have for taking two at home. There it is. 
I think what happens is the Cavs players that are scared are going to play a little better at home when they got the encouragement. Jordan Clarkson should sit. Give Rodney Hood some kind of burn. You really believe in Hood? I don't really believe in him, but I believe he's an upgrade from fucking Jordan Clarkson. Okay, my concern with Hood is what they really need is someone who can create their own shot. What they really need is a Kyrie kind of player. Mm -hmm. To be honest, Steph going off, that's one thing Kyrie always held in check. Yeah. He chases him around and he does a better it, job. Kyrie, that's the one time he's going to play defense. Yeah. I'm not going to let Steph show me up. His ego is too big. Yeah. And you know what? I, I And I didn't see uh, all of game uh, two because I had a show. But um, I don't think they tried to bully Steph like they did in game one. Game one, they gave him. it to JR in the post. Do you remember this? Yeah. The first few plays were JR on the post on Steph. He bullied him, bullied him, bullied him. <laughs> easy layups. You got to attack him. I, and I think JR was... Soul was so crushed and his confidence yeah, was so depleted. You can tell, you can see that. You could see he was slunken. Yeah. You know, he does that thing where he kisses his wrist before he goes onto the court. He was barely fucking <laughs> his wrist. He didn't even raise it up. It was, it was, look, it's sad to see, but that is the key to victory is bullying steps. What did the, what did the, the, uh, what's the Rockets. Rockets do so well? They switched Harden on Steph and they tired Steph's ass yeah. fucking out. You know who else you could try to tire out a little bit is who? Clay Thompson. I know he got yeah. retard legs and he's probably indestructible, but he's yeah. gimpy. Go, pick, yeah, set go picks, set picks, bully yeah. him a little bit. Make him work. That's right. Maybe the knee is weak. Maybe the ankle's weak. Why don't you go at him? Yeah. But who's so who's like karate kid, go at that knee, fam. Who's, <laughs> who's he guarding? Uh who is he guarding? I think he's guarding the two guards, right? That's one big injury potentially, him defensively. That's who JR he's on? JR, whoever. JR can't get to the basket on he can bully. He can bully Steph, but he's just not. He's not I was just thinking, make it as rough as you can for him off the ball screens, whatever. Just yeah. body him up. Run him Tristan Thompson, just body. I'm yeah, run that. him around. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Him. Get what's a, get Corver in the game and just have yeah, him chase that's what Corver I'm saying, around. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing they got to do. Is I think they got to get Corver in earlier. If yeah. you're, if the Warriors are already going to score on you, at least have some firepower to come back. Sure. If you can't stop them, right? The, just... the liability with Corver is he's not going to help you on D. The Warriors are just soft to me. They're not, they're not so soft. They're not going to win. But the only chance you have is bully them. Yeah. Especially with Clay hurt. Bully Clay. Bully Steph. Yeah. Just be physical as fuck. Turn the game ugly. If you're not going to get the benefit of the call, I can't understand how the greatest player in this generation is not getting calls. Dude, it's if shot. Jordan got a call reverse like that, we would have lost our fucking minds. Never in a million years. And this is at worst. The he's, best player since he's just Jordan. So physically superior to everybody on the floor that I think you, he falls into the Shaq category. Yeah, he's got yeah. the Shaq syndrome. Where yeah, where it's like you feel bad for the guys he's playing against. It's the same reason why he doesn't win the MVP every year. It's like he had you have MVP fatigue. It's like there's LeBron fatigue with yeah. MVP. Same thing yeah. happened with Jordan. Carl Malone won an MVP. Get the fuck out of here. Who the hell would want Carl Malone over Michael Jordan at yeah. any point in his career? Never. At any point. I, I'll take I'll take I would take Wizards Jordan over peak Carl Malone. <laughs> Gladly. That's crazy. Peak Carl Malone. Oh my God. I'll take Wizards Jordan over. Oh my God. That's just the reality of the matter. So it's just absurd, but I think that's just what happens. Like you, I see, I see LeBron do things on the floor that are just absurd. Like absurd. Like I watch a lot of basketball, dude. I watch a lot of like Instagram shit too, which is like supposed to shock you. You know, I watched a orca flip a seal like 30 <laughs> feet into the air. 
right? But on purpose, he used his back fins. He was like yeah, orcas toying with them. Dude, orcas are some devious motherfuckers. Yeah. I don't feel bad about them. <laughs> In SeaWorld, till it come or whatever like that. Till it come had it coming. Yo, that motherfucker had it coming, yo. They need to keep them in the SeaWorld so the seals are okay. You know who's okay when the orcas go to SeaWorld? The fucking seals. They're like this. They they on the court be like. They're, they're stoked. <laughs> yo, you, you, guys, you guys know so much about SeaWorld. Like, Son. Like black people don't give a fuck about <laughs> About SeaWorld? Yeah. Oh, my girl yeah. loves that Blackfish documentary, fam. She just be watching it son, <laughs> multiple times. Shit. Son, I was dumb scared. That Blackfish documentary? I you don't know what Blackfish that. is? It's, it's Killer Whale. Yeah. A, they, they, they tried to make... <laughs> Killer Whale wasn't scary enough, so they're like, what's truly frightening? <laughs> <laughs> Blackfish! That's a good idea. <laughs> you know the crazy thing? It's not even a fish. No, it's a, a mammal, A whale's right? a mammal. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> You can't that's call a really it, fucked you can't up call title. it black mammal. That's black a different mammal. thing. That's a different thing altogether. Bro. Oh man. That's a different thing altogether. That's Draymond Green. Yo, black, <laughs> dude, imagine they just called it black mammal and they're like a story of a murderous and they're like, what? Orca. I'm, I'm oh. pretty sure they thought of that title and they're like, nah, we can't do that. We can't pull it back. Pull it back. Call the fish. Call the fish. Call the fish. <laughs> anyway, so Tillicum. I've seen some fucked up shit on Instagram. I find myself making dad noises constantly when watching LeBron. Like he'll go to the basket and I'll just go, wow. <laughs> Whoa. Good Lord. I said, good Lord. Good Lord. What a move. I, I, I watched, I was watching a little bit yesterday before I went on stage and I go, and I just went, that was magnificent. <laughs> Dude, I'm literally turning into an old man. I'm so shocked by his athleticism, his ability. It's unreal. And to get nothing, to get the call reversed on LeBron. I can't. Uh, I understand if it's reversed on Kevin Love, he's white. But <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Anytime he plays defense, it's a foul. Have you noticed that? Like, no matter what, it's a foul. He got to shuffle his feet, man. <laughs> dude, and I, I honestly think he plays okay defense. But to have that call reversed on the greatest player that ever played the game in a game-winning situation. Unfucking believable The ego on these refs. Un-fucking-believable. I start to wonder if it has to do with that. Um, you ever see that science experiment where the guy, uh, where there's four people in an elevator and then they're all like a part of the experiment and then the new guy walks into the uh, elevator. He doesn't know about the experiment. And then once the door's closed, the four people turn around, they face the other side. Yeah. And then the subject, the, the guy who is unaffected by the experiment, he, who just walked into the elevator, he just turns, turns around, around and yeah. looks at the other of side. Course. Because humans do... What other humans do. Yeah. Right? When a great example of this is in a comedy show. When there's like seven, eight people at a comedy show, it's a really small comedy show. All of a sudden, you don't laugh at things that are fucked yeah. up, that are things that are wrong. When there's 300 people, right? Yeah. You laugh at anything because there's anonymity, right? right? It's okay. My laugh isn't going to be heard, right? I wonder if refs are guilty of the same thing. They get so caught up in the crowd they get so caught up in the fans, right? And human beings will repeat anything that gets ourselves rewarded. Whatever you reward me for, we'll keep doing. That's just how humans work. You ever see a kid? Kid hits your hands really hard. And you're like, whoa, that was really strong. And he just does it again. Anything yeah. you reward, we'll just keep on doing. And I wonder if refs, and that's why teams play better at home, because refs, they get caught up. That's the, in the, the biggest the influence on 
officiating is home court advantage. Is that right? But here's what also blows Wait, me away. Stats that's like that? the stat. That's Give the biggest that. thing. I I don't know much beyond the studies that they are. Whoever the biggest thing that influences refs is not players, is not favoritism. It's the home 17, crowd. Seventeen thousand people yeah. in the crowd. Yeah, looking at you, waiting for you to make the quote unquote right. Ball. Yeah, yeah. That shit will influence a fucking They're game. They're screaming at you. They're going to fucking. Here's my question. Do you think that call is made in Cleveland? That's They asked that, they asked that exact question on the ticket, and no, there's no chance. There's not a fucking chance. I don't think. I don't think. Now, here's what blows my mind. Game seven in Houston, I still thought the Rockets got fucked on a lot of the calls. Yeah. You missed a ton of threes. You got tired. That's not the reason you lost. But the officiating, was Chris crashed. Weber was saying it. Reggie Miller was saying it. Yeah. James Harden shoots a three, gets fouled, makes the three. You say, no, nah, that's a foul on the that's a foul on yep. the floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. That blow that blows my mind, and that's where this thing becomes. It's not a conspiracy theory. I don't think the. I just don't fucking understand it anymore. Yeah. There's not an easy explanation of oh, well they got better calls in Game Six against Houston because they're at home. Right. They got better calls in Game One against Cleveland because they're at home. Yeah. When you get the better calls in Game Seven on the road, right. then the thing it's not that convenient anymore. Yeah. And I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I just think it's ridiculously lucky, just like everything else these fucking cucks do. <laughs> they just get worked out. They get lucky. Everything gets lucky. For I them. can't remember exactly when, but Game Two. There was like the ref either missed a call and then like they called some bullshit just to give the Warriors the ball back. Do you guys recall that? They made that a play? makeup call or something? I don't yeah, remember yeah, yeah, that. Well, like, I remember I this. It. So the thing that I hate when players do this, yeah. I don't care if I like you or not. Steph did it, but everybody does what it. Do where you, do? you pump fake on the three, somebody jumps, and then you try to jump yeah, jump yeah, into yeah. them and shoot yeah, up a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh, did like wow. a really bad version of that. Oh, they didn't. They didn't call, call the foul, I goes out that. of bounds. They say out of bounds on the Cavs. How? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How? It's like they gave him the ball back and because the theory, they missed the foul call. The theory Van Gundy yeah. gave or whoever was, yeah, they didn't want to call the foul, but they don't think you should be punished, so they'll give you back the ball. Fine. LeBron James on a like a long inbound pass from Kevin Love Dude. catches it. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry in the air bump into him. James falls over. Ball goes out of bounds. No call. Warriors ball. What happened to we're not going to call it, but you get the ball back? Okay, so to that point about that exact play, the rule is you have to let a player land. Yeah, he didn't have a place to land. Right? I because guess. we want the, the rules of basketball are meant to protect the players. That's right. really what they're meant to do. Right. right. Like a foul, it's not about like now the game has changed so much and all these calls are just becoming so soft and pussy. But originally the reason a foul exists is so you don't come down the lane and then somebody just takes your fucking head off with right. a clothesline. Right? Right. Like it's to protect your hands, protect your arms, protect you as a player. You're running. You're leaping for a catch. You catch the ball. An easy way to pick up a charge is to wait right in yeah. front of him. Yeah. Because he can't control his body. Right. Mm -hmm. Lands on the ground, boom, charge. So they created a rule that says you have to allow the player to land. And then if he continues to progress, then he fouls him. Right. Kevin Durant is fouling him already. I think it's Kevin Durant. It was, uh, no, it was, no, it was uh, Drake. It was no, it was the Clay and Steph. I think. Okay, yeah, Clay, Clay and Steph. Steph. They bumped into each other. And then yes. Steph trips and falls underneath. So yeah. you're already impeding the process of LeBron. If LeBron is any other player that's six six, if he's a six nine guy that's skinny, if he's not this massive hulking LeBron, this physical freak, yeah. this physical marvel that yeah. we've never even seen and our brains can't even conceptualize. If it's any other player out there, that's getting called immediately. It's his fault. 
he has two good body mechanics and he stayed up. <laughs> so it didn't look like a Dude, foul. Exactly. He fucking stayed up. I, it was that unbelievable was crazy. that he Like he it? had no place to land, but Dude. he managed to not fall. And I don't Took think... a few more steps and that's why it didn't look like a For foul. For the record, you didn't lose, they didn't lose game two because of the refs. They lost by 19. You can't blame the refs. No, I'm I, not blaming them. I'm, I'm, just, saying, I'm just saying so people yeah. don't think I think they lost because of the refs. Yeah. But the calls are really bad and really slanted in favor of Golden State for three straight games. Yeah. Going back to game seven. And I just don't get it. That's all. I think these refs are just... They're just like um, fucking chicks on spring break, man. You know what I mean? Enough people start rooting. Enough people start going, you know, show us your tits. Tits out for the boys. Tits out for the boys. Right? Whistles out for the Warriors. Whistles out for the Warriors. And you start blowing that fucking whistle. And it's sad because you're paid to not do that. You're paid to be objective. You're paid to make the right call. And it sucks when it happens on this. It's like back when L.A. beat Sacramento, those couple yeah. series. Yeah. And it sucked as a fan. Yeah. Because we were like, no, you truly are biased here. Yeah. This is unapologetic bias. Yeah. In the favor of a team that I guess I didn't want to see them win. Maybe it's better when the Lakers win. But realistically speaking, you don't have to be biased when it's LeBron versus Steph. You could no. actually be honest. That being said, this beard that Steph has, he looks like an ISIS protege. <laughs> Doesn't he look like one of like the, uh, he's not a general yet, but he's like the new guy that just picked up Islam. You know what I mean? Like his beard hasn't gone full Muslim. Ah, it's so funny. It's got like a little Christianity left in it. <laughs> you know how you know LeBron is the only man on the on on this screen? Because he's the only one that's got an actual beard. Bro, that's, that's not a beard, dude. That looks like a toilet seat. Yeah. That's how thick his fucking beard is. Doesn't it look like so they just weird, inserted though. like a shoehorn with hair on his jaw? Uh, look yeah. at that. I mean, it looks weird, oh. but for sure. It's an actual beard. But it's so thick and strong. He's just so happy to have that because the top is struggling. Oh, dude. The top is He's struggling like, mightily. You're yeah. going to see That's this mighty That's all these NBA beard. players. Their yeah. tops are just gone. Everybody's talking about Kevin Durant and his shit. He's an odd one, this Kevin Durant, huh? I don't understand how this is fun for him. I don't understand how... What, his facial hair? No, this, this... Oh, I thought we were talking about facial hair. Oh, okay. this? This is the best. You just pull up and shoot threes all fucking yeah. game, have no responsibility on defense. This is the best situation ever. And then people call you the best defensive player because you're playing help D when a guard comes to the basket and you swat his shit. When is he had to play against, like... Like, he's playing LeBron a little bit. That's great. But, like, when is a seven-footer had to play against another seven-footer? He's not getting posted up. Yeah. No, I know. I know what you mean, but... I don't think he's happy. Uh, this guy's got a huge chip on his shoulder. Everybody knows what he did. Nobody thinks it's his. He didn't ascend the ranks of the greatest players of all time doing this. Uh, yeah, but I don't think he'll be one. I think we'll talk about him as like one of the greatest offensive players ever played, but I don't think he'll ever be considered a great. And, I, and that's one of the things that he's just got to accept because he came out in an era with LeBron and we're your body. Well, he also made that similar. choice. He Say made what? the choice to go to Golden State. He wins a ring with OKC. If they can keep a 3-1 lead, and he played like shit in game five and six, I don't like that we act like Russell Westbrook blew it. Yeah. He had a good game seven. Five and six were terrible. All right, now you could come back and try to beat them and be a great, or you could yeah. join them, and then he made the choice to join them. But that's on OKC. They should have got rid of Russ. They should have known what Russ was, got rid of Russ, kept Harden, and then just let Harden and to be honest, they, I mean, they chose Russ. That, that would be a Dude, team right You there. get rid of Westbrook, Ooh. right? Apparently what they did, and I don't know, I think we've spoken about this before, but like apparently what they did is they, they thought that they could manipulate Kevin more because he doesn't have a dad and he's a little bit more willing to please. He's a little needier. Whereas Westbrook is like really tight-knit family. So they were like, oh, we got to be nice to this guy because he's the type of guy who will just say, fuck us, we're out of here. 
like on the the highest level of this shit, they know how to milk these players, manipulate them, see what players need this, what players don't, and try to get them to capitulate to their needs. And eventually, look, Kevin asked for a couple things. He was like, I want Mike Miller. Give me somebody who can shoot. And they're like, how about this guy who can't shoot at all? He's like, okay, thanks a lot. Thabo Cephalosha. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Like he asked for certain things. They didn't give it to him. I don't, I don't blame him for wanting to go and wanting to get a ring. I think but like one you said, more year. You can, I mean, yeah. I mean, nobody likes playing with Russ. That's just the reality. It's, it's like you're the star of the team and you're having no fun because your sidekick makes it miserable for you. Fuck that. Well, what's interesting is they didn't choose Harden over Russ. They chose, uh, What's his name? Fucking who's the powerful? Ibaka over Harden. They signed Ibaka to five for 80. Traded Harden. Yeah. I remember I saw Serge Ibaka going to the NBA offices that day. Really? Yeah. My uh, my friend Rajiv, that's Rajiv, was like, yo, Serge Ibaka. And then he was like, can we get a picture? And Serge was like, I don't got time, man. I'm running late. And then an hour later, we found out he signed an $80 million extension. Serge was good on paper. He, on paper, that's the right move, but it was a massive mistake. And yeah. also not paying the luxury tax for one year after you just made the finals. Yeah. Massive mistake. Cheap. Very cheap. I don't feel bad for OKC no, when I think about it. I don't feel bad in the least for OKC. But, but imagine that team that's KD and James Harden. I mean, it's 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 an but, ISO uh, version of the Warriors. How about this? Imagine the Rockets, instead of Chris Paul, had KD. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, dude, and you're going up against the Warriors who now don't have yeah. KD. I know. And put Westbrook on the Warriors. He'll ruin it all. Like that team implodes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like where could Westbrook? This is how you know. And don't get me wrong. He's an incredibly talented player. But the way he plays the game, just show me a place he could go and win. Cavs. Yeah, I think so. First of all, with LeBron or without LeBron? Without. With LeBron. Oh, oh. I was saying without. Just oh, swap him out. LeBron. No, with LeBron, for LeBron would never. LeBron would never let a ball-dominant guard, um, yes. Isaiah Thomas, come to the team and then do it. Like, Kyrie got the ball from LeBron. It was one of those things where LeBron was like, okay, you may attack now. But there's no way LeBron is just going to let Russ throw up shitty shots. Yeah, Gareth Smith without. is allowed six shots a game. You're saying go to a team where he's just all by himself. Go, go, go. yeah. yeah. That's what he wants. That's I mean, his that's ideal what he wants. scenario. I just, I don't think Russ is good enough to do that. He can drop 50. Yeah, but I don't think that dropping 50 is good enough to win it in this league. I don't think, I just don't think he's good enough to be the only guy on the team. And I don't think he plays with other players well enough to. You're probably right, but I want to give him one more year with a squad that doesn't have Melo on it. So we're going to put this all on Melo, which I'm 100% okay with. Not, oh, damn. I'm not 100% put, okay with. <laughs> listen, I don't, I put it more on Melo. Melo is, you were right, man. He's, I, I gave, and I might be doing the same thing with Russ because I said give Melo one chance with OKC. I'm saying give Russ one chance here. I might be doing the same thing, but you said it from the jump. Melo is a cancer. And then I had forgotten we had talked about this. I reread his exit interview comments. Yep. After, because uh, Stephen Adams liked a comment making fun of Melo. Yep. Basically saying get rid of him and the whole team will get better. And he blamed his fat fingers and not his heart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. I reread Melo's exit interview questions. Where like, I gave up damn near everything to come here. I gave up my family, my blah, blah, blah. Everybody left you. You didn't give up your family. You gave yeah. up living in the same city as the wife who left you. Yeah, yeah. your wife left. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you didn't give that up. Motherfucker, you just took a job. That's all you did. Uh, that's so funny. They're not waiting for you at home. Yeah, you're not a soldier. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not in fucking Beirut. She out there giving her Cheerios to whoever. Wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Cheerio>. <laughs> 
Oh, no, that's, that's McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> What's the Cheerios link? I don't though? got none. Somebody told me King Pusher wrote that. <laughs> that is. I've read a meme. Some of the King Push wrote, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, the mm, 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 I'm loving it jingle. <laughs> How do you what? That's ridiculous. Son, I've read that. That's ridiculous. Look it up right now. Let Alex look it up. Just, you're gonna take. <laughs> I don't even want to waste my time. Search look at that through all this shit. bullshit. Sit here on the fucking phone. Yo, I'm dead serious. You King Push, you're not writing a fucking. McDonald's theme song. <laughs> I'm loving it. He did. What, y'all think he could only make fun of Drake? No, nah, he got bars. I can believe No Malice wrote it after he went Christian. He needed a clean rap, and that's what he came up with. See? Look. This is... Watch. <laughs> Marketing CEO Steve Stout. Says Clips rapper was behind song long attributed to Pharrell, Justin Timberlake, and Justin Timberlake. Mark and CEO seized out divulge that rapper Pusha T wrote McDonald's I'm loving it jingle, not Justin Timberlake. Let's go, Schultzy! Get the fuck out of here. Let's Let fucking go. Let me see this. Rolling Stone said that shit. That's how you know it's real. Unless they're talking about school rape. Then <laughs> they wrong. It says it. There we Put go. T wrote McDonald's. That's, I'm wrong. Ba, you're ba, right. Ba, ba. 100%. I'm wrong. You're right. I'm loving it. King Yo, Push. Dog. Real talk. That's King the greatest diss track in history because that <laughs> that that jingle alone shut down Wendy's, Burger King's, <laughs> RB. RB got to start selling ham sandwiches. <laughs> right? RB don't even sell burgers no more, right? <laughs> they got the meats. Oh, man. Ba, right? ba, ba, ba. You are hiding a child. It's the same yeah. level. Ba, da, ba, ba, ba. I'm loving it. Yeah, I wonder Name if he gets one. residuals from that shit. Um, he's yeah, paid. He oh, he's yeah, rich. He paid. He paid. Now let me ask you this question though. Would um what's one other jingle from another fast food chain? Shit. Exactly. Exactly. Do you know one? No. Did Drake write one for a poutine restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Oh, <man. laughs> ba -da -ba -ba -ba. I'm sorry. Maybe free smoke. <laughs> Maybe free smoke is for smokes. Yo, that could be cool. Free smoke for like a barbecue restaurant? There's, no, there's a poutine spot called Smokes in Toronto. Is that really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> think about it. I only know one other jingle. Yeah, I can't think of jingle. I know one other jingle, and it's not even a jingle. That's the alarm that's going off right now, by the way, guys. You hear this alarm? That's the alarm that should have went off. 12 hours ago because I thought I saw I, I <laughs> said it for the AM <laughs> I said it for PM uh, how the fuck son I don't know how I made my flight today I was a beast my flight was at 936 I woke up at 843 wow no I woke up at 826 how far are you from the airport oh, it's, it's an hour you're supposed to be there an hour before yeah how far are you from the airport we were like at 15 minutes from the airport oh, but still I had to pack I didn't yeah, pack that's not bad and you have that shit now that uh Global entry. Yeah. Nah, but I didn't have it. I made a flight to but Chicago. But I did have guy code. Uh, TSA always fucks with guy code. Uh, so I rolled up. I was like, I'm in a rush. And the dude was like, you in a rush? And he's like, go down this one. I was like, all right, that's what's up. <laughs> so, guys, if you're a terrorist and <laughs> you want to blow up a plane, pretend to be me. On an MTV2 <laughs> show. Okay? Get on an MTV2 show. Have that shit blow up. Oh, and you will man. be Gucci gang. Um, 551. Five, go cop it. <laughs> 
how the fuck do you write Bada ba ba ba. Yo, <laughs> so yeah, funny like this to me. Son, that's yeah, push in the lab all day, and you're like, "Fam, I got this shit." Bada ba ba ba. Like from Coke bars to bada ba ba ba. I'm loving it. <laughs> no, that's gonna be in Drake's diss back to him, man. Bada ba ba ba. You can't be about Coke bars and you wrote that jingle. You're writing jingles. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> hey, what's, what's worse? You are right you are uh writing jingles or you are hiding a child. Oh yeah. What do you think is a harder bar? Yeah, I guess. Well, at, you could say that um by making McDonald's delicious to the youth, oh, that he was probably responsible for way more deaths oh. than he was doing cocaine or selling cocaine. I mean, McDonald's alone in heart disease. Drake has a bar. You sold more burgers than Coke. Bro, heart disease has ravaged the black community specifically. Drake should come back like, why you hate black people so much that you tried to sell them hamburgers and kill them? <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I just really think uh, Jay Prince is copping please for Drake because he didn't have nothing. I mean, that's what oh, it sounds 100%. like, yo. Yeah. It sounds like, it really like. sounds like Drake had nothing and Jay Prince was like, it, basically, it sounds like he's saying, this is how we get out of this. Yeah. I'm going to take the heat and say I shut it down, but I'll also say, oh, you had some wild shit. It was yeah, about to exactly. go down, but exactly. I didn't want to end Kanye's career. I didn't want to end da-da-da-da. Nothing ends. Kanye said slavery was a choice. Yeah, he and did. And we still gave the album a chance. That album was fucking incredible, man. I know I, you don't like I it. I got bored. Oh, my God. I've been listening nonstop. I got bored, fam. Three tracks in, I was like, I'm out. Ugh, Top. Seven streaming songs in the country. Or what? All, all his album, his album. The whole album is top seven streaming. Yeah. So, so Jay Prince said Drake was gonna end Kanye, and Kanye saying slavery was a choice couldn't end Kanye. Get out of here. No, nah, nothing. That's but, that yo, bullshit. So Kanye is an interesting one, right? Because I've been thinking a lot about Kanye. Because I never consider Kanye a genius. Um, I just think that he calls himself a genius, and I think most people. That That's think, what I think. Yeah, I think most people that that see him as a genius are just not familiar with geniuses. <laughs> right like right. so so true geniuses exist in the world today but like it's very rare that a true genius is also charismatic enough that the public knows about him right true geniuses are at MIT you know uh, breaking up the fucking nucleus into like you know little atoms and that creating kind of robots like that. to kill us all creating the robots to kill us all right like those are true geniuses right yeah maybe the, the one interesting thing about Elon Musk is he seems to understand social media and entertainment enough where he's created this persona for himself alongside with the fact that he's probably a genius. Yeah. But that's fucking rare. Yeah. Right. I don't think Einstein was going on like, uh, there's Johnny Carson. No. Right. Like he, you know, we've built up whatever Einstein was in history. In reality, yeah. he was probably like a weirdo. Right. Yeah. I think he's a deadbeat dad. Shit like that. Maybe he was a deadbeat dad. Him and Drake. Shout out to deadbeat dads. Just greatness. <laughs> you know? Anyway. So point being, I think what Kanye has is this massive ego that needs to be filled. Yeah. So he's like, I'm great, but he doesn't always feel he's as great. So he needs to fill that fucking massive hole inside of him. And it's massive. So he takes on huge tasks to fill Marrying it. Marrying a Kardashian. Marrying a Kardashian. Right. Or what I would say, ones that challenge the public, because that's similar to like, maybe us and how we write jokes, we're writing jokes that challenge conventional wisdom because if I can get you to laugh at this fucked up shit, then that's a big reward. Right. Right. So he's like, if I can get people to do these things that they would never want to do, I must be great. Right. So 
For example, can I get people to wear pink? Yes. Yeah. Can I get people to rock these grunge clothes and think it's cool? Yeah, I bet I could do it. Right, right, right. Can I get people to wear the ugliest sneakers ever? Dad sneakers. Can I make that cool? Yes, he makes it cool. Right? So here he is feeling empty and needing to be filled. He's like, how can I fill this void? What is the thing that people refuse to fucking do? They would never do this. Like Trump. Okay, I'm going to like Trump and see if I can make that cool. He doesn't really care about Trump, I think. He's I think it's all about the ego. It's how it's do I validation. Fit, how do I validate myself? I'm insecure and incredibly confident at the same at the same time. Think about That's what he did. Crazy. He released the stream for the album what day? The game was on while it was Oh, was it now? Oh, was game one uh, of the NBA Finals <laughs> happening while the stream started? You don't think that's calculated? You don't think that's him going, how dope am I? How incredible am I, Kanye West? Wow. I bet Kanye I West, this incredible guy, could get people to stop watching game one of the NBA Finals and start watching a fucking picture of Wyoming at dusk. Hey, all those people, they said they hated me. They said I was stupid. They said I'm a fucking idiot. They said Kanye ain't the Kanye he used to be. Do you think I could get all those people to fly out to Wyoming and listen to 24 minutes of music on a whim? If I snap my fingers, could could that happen? Am I that good? Am I that great? Let's do it. I didn't even know when he released it because I was. What he did is he had a listening party and he flew a bunch of people out. Right? Mm. So Kanye was whack a couple weeks ago. And now all those people, not all of them, because a lot of some of them defended, like Charlamagne was never trashing Kanye, really. But there were people that I'm sure were. And now all of a sudden, was Charlotte fun- there? Yeah, he flew them out. I didn't see all the pictures. So, I'm seeing the feedback on the album not be so great. I, well, I don't, I've, it's I've the never. Top streamed album. Every song is the top stream one. Well, I get that because everybody wants to see what it's about. Everybody wants to get yeah, this shit to listen. But there are movies that people go see and then they're whack and then they don't have good numbers. Nah, but he's super polarizing. So I, I did like an Instagram story. Um, have you listened to the album? About 300 people voted and it was almost split down the middle. Like really? that was crazy. Yeah, I um, I mean, I've always thought dude was a clown. He's a great musician, but he's just a <laughs> fucking clown to me. So yeah. I, I'll listen and I can separate it now before I couldn't. Now I can be like, all right, you're a great musician. I can listen to your music. I just don't want to hear your thoughts because I don't believe anything you say is a real person talking. It's real. Yeah. You don't trust it. You don't think I don't trust it. Why? Because you believe that he is playing some sort of game. No, yeah. I just think he's crazy. I'm just dismissive. He's crazy. Yeah, I think that there might be some crazy to him. But I also think there might be this massive fucking. No, I, I could maybe that's true. I can see I, that. I just like I'm looking at the behavior and I'm like, why does he do this specific thing? And it's yeah. similar to comedians. We do it. Yeah. We deliver these antics, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of these people who have this insecurity they need it to be filled. Dennis Rodman going to fucking North Korea, like Dennis Rodman getting all the hair and the tattoos. He just wants some attention. Right. 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 He wants attention and he's trying, but he's doing it in a very specific way. And the way is. How can I validate my greatness? And the way he seems to validate his greatness is by either getting people to do shit they would never fucking do, right? Or getting people to stop viewing like a big game to view him. How can I get you to look at me? Yeah. Oh, the world's looking at somebody else? Look at me. 
That's just and how yeah, I, yeah, I can't knock the theory because it could be right. I, I don't know. I just know he's a clown. That's all I know. Why do you think he's a clown? I mean, he just said, I just don't take him seriously. You are a clown. You are there to amuse everybody. You're a clown. Okay, so what about, because you, you guys said he's not a genius. What about a musical genius? I think he's brilliant, and I guess musical. I just think it's way easier to assign a fucking artist as a genius as opposed to an actual genius. You know but what I mean? mean like, what but to be that in- great at art where you can count, like, get so what many people. A musical genius? Yeah, why is he so much better than Pharrell or Timbaland? Timbaland, I guess he's a better rapper than Timbaland. Pharrell, Pharrell got bars. Does he? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if Kanye got the move that dope. Yeah, I think just in verse. terms of production, it's like he's done it from start to now. Like he's never fell off in terms of production. He came in the game as an amazing producer, and right now people still have. So he's him a genius over Pharrell because he's more consistent. I mean, it isn't that the standard you're holding LeBron to? He's consistently gotten his team to the finals. I That's think LeBron is a basketball so savant. Great. I don't know if he's a genius, maybe, because a photographic you memory, shit like that. Best, like that's best player of all time. Like, yeah, but I think we're not saying LeBron is a basketball genius necessarily. So we're not he has throwing that label at him. So what, basketball IQ? what makes him what makes him a genius? Okay. So uh, the same five people have written all the pop songs in the last like 10, 15 years or something. Okay. Are they geniuses? So, I actually agree with you guys that he's not a genius because I think genius is relative to IQ. I'm just saying he's so talented in one particular field that he's evolved higher than people who are just good at that. Like, what do we label those people? Like, people so at LeBron's level, like, what do you label? He benefits from, right? He benefits from being great in a field that we really care about. Humans love music in a way That's that we don't love many say. things. Okay. We fucking love music, man. Music is one of the few things that will make us go outside, go into a venue that costs a hundred dollars and stand for three hours straight for four hours, for five hours. Yeah. You can't get a human to stand for five hours straight for anything. You have people at Governor's Ball this past weekend? 12 hours. Fucking, it started raining. They don't care. Yo, the floor was mud. Mud. The whole, I've like been to one of those festivals where it's mud. all mud. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> but but music will get us to do these weird things. Yeah. It'll get us to jump in the air and raise our hands in the air. It's literally a divine-like experience. You're not going to go to a Warriors game so you can pop Molly and experience it at the highest level. Of course not. You know what I mean? Like, you stand up... When a person dunks and it's like really exciting or like a big play happens, et cetera. But you're not really, you're not going to stand up a whole basketball game. You just won't do it. So I think sure. he's great at something that humans are naturally drawn to. It's like being great at cooking, right? Like you ever eat food from like somebody that's really good at cooking? Yeah. Not a restaurant, like a, like a, you know, your, your aunt, you said yeah, is yeah. really good at cooking, yeah. right? Or like you have a family member or something like that. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden they are like a genius. Like how the fuck? And you cook so well. Like chefs are celebrities. Think about that. Right? They're celebrities. Yeah. They can't be that much better at cooking the food. Put it in the fire. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, what? what, No, but they just, they understand the way certain foods meld with What's other harder, foods. What's harder, organic chemistry or ever. putting a fucking steak That's in the That's what oven. I'm saying, bro. Like, we and just I don't think a lot of that food shit is bullshit, too. A lot of the high-class like high class food, yeah. it's just presentation. I've been, I, I, sure, I've sure, been to sure. a high-class restaurant. Yeah. It's, it's nothing. That's all I'm saying. No, is like Food is something we already really like. 
So, so we're more willing to call. We're more willing to call somebody brilliant or a genius, et cetera. To me, and I'm not saying you can't be a genius at food. You absolutely can. I'm just saying it's easier for the average person to give you that accolade, right? You change the world in some way. Kanye. You know, you you invent some shit Kanye. that forever changes the world. What did Kanye change? I mean, like, he's changed. His impact is huge. Here's yeah, what I'll impact. say. The Hold one, on. He's Hold changed on. hip-hop. What has he changed? What? How? By after how? after Kanye, yeah, he gave like losers who were in their house playing video games and emotional the confidence to hey, I can be myself. He's impacted after Kanye. You have Kid Cudi, you have Drake, you have all these people. Like all he birthed that whole genre of emo rap. Hold on, Eminem didn't do that. No, Eminem was talking about killing his fucking wife and shit. Like Kanye made it okay for black people to do that. It's a different. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's Possibly. let's maybe. Because I don't know. Eminem's Let's keep effect. it 100. His impact on fashion is crazy. Eminem was all about that. My life sucks. I'm miserable. I'm home alone. Yeah, but no, nobody cool. like, cared about like that. But that's on y'all. No, I'm just saying. But <laughs> that's, no, but I don't that's think what that I'm makes saying. you a genius, though. The, that's the hip, my point. The hip hop community is majority black. We no. don't we don't buy the albums. The hip hop community is majority white. But go on. So he impacted the black hip hop community. Okay, the so trend that changed make it. You a genius. That's my point. No, but changed it. Let me so say let me this. ask you a question. Real You're quick, sorry, real quick, real quick. Like, is Marco Polo a genius for taking spaghetti, for taking noodles from China and bringing it to Italy and making it spaghetti? Does that make him a genius? Or does that just make him somebody who recognized some shit in another culture and then brought it to you? Like, I don't know if he's a genius. He's a merchant. He's a good merchant. All right, you're a good man. Yeah, like but, you have no, emo music. Kanye, like you don't. You didn't start emo music. Look at these motherfuckers in Washington, Seattle, have been singing about killing themselves for the last twenty fucking years. They've been talking about how hard it is yeah, and how nerdy they are. Makes you like, a genius. Yeah, but he doesn't just take it and redo it. He, he takes a little bit some and then white adds shit his here's, thing here's what on I'm it say. and then makes it cool for black folks. Here's let's, what I'll let's say. Let's be honest with what he's I a disagree. translator. Yo, yo, there's one entertainer that I've said in my life is a genius. And he is, it's a comedian, so it's easy for me to say, but I can tell you why I think he's a genius is Dave Chappelle. Okay. Because Dave Chappelle, I've never seen something so hard made look so effortless. And he can do it for hours on end, nonstop, the most brilliant fucking jokes you've ever heard in your life, put together with amazing thoughts, makes it look completely effortless, changes the rules of how this is supposed to be done, nonstop. Kanye had to take last year off to make seven songs for 24 minutes. Yeah, but he did this for five different people, though. And what do we say about the album? Kanye took uh, last the bars year are, off of music. But the production is amazing. I love it. I love the album. I okay, but I'm just saying we all agree that the production is amazing on it. And he did that for his album. He did this for Push's album. He did it for Nas' album. He did it for Tiana Taylor. Like he's, he's just going in the lab and creating amazing sounding music. I didn't Isn't think that the same. I didn't as what think. You're saying? I didn't think the beats for Daytona were that much were markedly better than the beats for. I don't know a single that, Pharrell that, was doing clips. I don't know a single great, song bro. on Daytona. Because you just didn't listen to it, but it's a great Clips' fucking first album. album's beats to me were uh, not that much worse than Daytona's out beats. And that's when I'm watching Chappelle, it, he is so fucking so much better than everyone else. Chris Rock will watch at the cellar, tap Kevin Hart on the shoulder, and say, That guy's better than all of us will ever be. I don't hear Pharrell giving it up to Kanye like that. And I'm gonna be honest. That's borderline genius, and that's 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 <laughs> like, tough for me. Chappelle is borderline. That, that took a long time for me to say this I guy think, is actually. I think genius. Chappelle's the best to do it. There's a few people that I would put up there. Actually, I think Patrice is, but like 
there's there's those people. But even like being a genius at comedy, like I don't know if that's a genius. Like I'll say brilliant a lot more than I'll say genius. I think Patrice was a brilliant comedian. Yeah, like okay, so then maybe that's oh, the appropriate label. Oh, Kanye is a brilliant, brilliant musician, musician and brilliant producer, okay. absolutely brilliant. And again, this is all just coming down to semantics, right? And yeah. Like, which is, which I, you know, we're just arguing over definitions of the word, basically, at this point. I guess I just reserve the word genius I for, like, people who are truly shifting society. Like, say what you want about Karl Marx, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, and I'm not a Marxist to say the fucking least. I think it's horrible. But uh, this is, you know, the, like, where, like, communism essentially comes yeah, from, yeah, yeah. right? Marxist. So it's like, but the idea... Changed the fucking world, man. Now a lot of people died and a lot of people came poor because of it, but it changed. It takes some genius shit to shift right. thought. Okay, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like the person who developed capitalism. That's genius. The person who developed equality. That's genius. Would you put uh, Martin Luther King? Yes. Okay. Anybody uh, okay. who is prophetic, right? Gandhi, prophetic. Martin, prophetic. Muhammad, obviously, prophet, genius, uh, Jesus, prophet. You know what I mean? You could put Elon up there. Elon Musk is changing the way the world is working. Mm. Literally changing the way the world is working. Anybody who's going to be killed for what they think. Now, I'm going to give Kanye a couple of years, man. Before he's killed? A, yeah. Yeah. Get out of my face. I think if he keeps up with these antics of like, hey, I'm just going to say... <laughs> Go you against in, counterculture. You think in fifty years we're gonna he be like, piss no, off slavery some... was a choice. No, no, no. But I think he can like piss off the the. This right is what group. bothers me about wait, Kanye wait, fans. wait, 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 yeah, wait. Say, say, say. What if fifty years down the line he's like, oh shit, black people aren't voting Democrat anymore because of Kanye started that. Okay, free thought. I will say that. I will say that the most. And it's hard for me to really give it up because I don't think he understands the ideas that he's saying. That guy's got to be. The, uh, oh. We good. We good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't, I will say that. I don't think he understands the ideas that he's saying when it comes to like conservatism mm-hmm. or when it comes to like uh, libertarianism. Like, I think he's just repeating things that, you know, Candace Owens says. And I don't even know if Candace really understands. Mm-hmm. But like, so I, if he truly understood it and he was doubling down on it, I would go respect him. More. I'd okay. be like, I'd be like, whoa, dude, you're a genius. But I think he's repeating this. The I think he's basically repeating what the smartest person in the room is saying. And I think we're all guilty of that as humans. I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. When I'm with someone really smart, they can convince me of shit because I have respect for intellect. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, you might you might be right about this, <laughs> you know? So, but if he has transitioned the collective black thought in America to believe that you can vote Republican if you want, you can vote Democrat if you want, you can be independent, you can be whatever you want to be, you don't have to be beholden to one party— if if that's the transition that he sparks, I think that would be his greatest influence as a human on this. Mm. If that's what he ends up doing, mm-hmm. right? And like, let's say that leads to because Republicans they don't play that victim shit, right? Like Republicans are they're like, yo, bootstraps, let's go figure this shit out. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, your life is hard. Okay, a lot of people got hard lives. 
What are you going to do? And if for whatever reason, I'm not saying it will, I'm not saying it won't, but if that, that mentality and that approach reduces the victimology that exists and people start motivating themselves to, to, they have this kind of hunger to go succeed and go thrive and not this hunger to prove that they are victims. And let's say that there is a massive shift in the collective conscious. And then also all of a sudden what comes with that is a massive shift in like economic empowerment. And if you can tie that back to Kanye, I'll give it to you. That's what I'm That's saying. Prophetic. Give, him, give, him, give him some yes. That that is prophetic. Yeah. That is taking an idea and shifting it. The only difference is Gandhi knew every fucking thing that he was fitting. Mandela knew everything about what yeah, he was spitting. Sure. That's always going to be. Martin knew everything about what he was spitting, man. And the more Martin learned, the more his ideas shifted and changed, right? There's always that thing that we talk about when Martin was like, you know, I feel like I'm bringing my people into a burning house because he learned more. Mm-hmm. Malcolm learned more. Yeah. Changed the shift. In the, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, but then again, maybe Kanye really doubles down on this. Maybe he really figures out and he goes, he really understands what this is and why these things work. If they do, in fact, work. Yeah. I, I think it's, look, Give I think it's years, possible. Man. Give it some years. It's possible. You, you're you a big Kanye dude. I am. And and you think that this is your least favorite album for him? Yes. Yeah. It feels rushed. Well, I like how Brilliant Idiots got a little shout out on it. We did? Hell yeah. Keep the same energy. Oh, yeah. You didn't see that? I did hear that line. Come on, bro. You listening, man. <laughs> Which one is it on? Wouldn't leave? I'll play it right now. Listen, everybody. Uh-oh. Hey. Yeah. Are you testing the Lord? Yeah. Now, my first reaction was, he saw the YouTube clip. Classic YouTube clip about the kid in Brooklyn. He's yeah. in the back of the taxi. So I watched the YouTube clip. Mm-hmm. You know what he says in the YouTube clip? He goes, you better have that same energy. He does not say keep that same energy. Mm. You know who says keep that same energy and they put it on a hoodie? <laughs> that I'm wearing right now? I think it's a great line. Keep that same energy. Brilliant idiots, my Yeah. No, I think it's great. Brilliant motherfucker. Akash, can I, we, yeah, go. Can I close on one last sports thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I think we might have. Uh, yeah, we should transition back to sports. Yeah, we Kaz should talk is about in here. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kaz ain't here to keep us to steer us. This motherfucker. Go. Uh, is it worth playing with LeBron? Now, this is based on comments from J.R. Smith and Rodney Hood. What do you say? What they say? They both said it's tough playing with LeBron for essentially the same reason. When you win, everybody says, yeah, of course you got LeBron, you're supposed to win. And when you lose, everything gets magnified. Mm. Now, I mean, I think, yeah, it is worth, but like, I think it's, it's interesting to talk about because everybody who's ever played with LeBron says it's a massive adjustment. And I'm a fan, but we should explore this idea. Yes, it's worth it. Because if you're not, if you're a J.R. Smith, if you're a Rodney Hood, you're not good enough to win a championship on your own. You're not even good enough to really affect a championship. You're going to have to play a role no matter where you go. Yeah. And now you have the opportunity of playing a role on a team that no matter what, every single year, no matter how shitty both of y'all fucking play, 
you're going to make it to the finals. Now, we should also talk about some of the downsides. I think it's worth it, but some of the downsides are LeBron decides what you do on a court. He is the head coach. Yeah. Ty Lue, this motherfucker. Is it fair to say that every team you go on, there will be someone who decides what you do on a court? Yeah, but it's usually a coach and not a player. What's the difference? <laughs> it's just different when it's one guy who yeah. just decides everything. It's like your peer is telling you what to do. But you're not LeBron's peer, right? Like, don't you have more respect for LeBron than a coach? Like, I have 10 times more respect I have, for I have more. Than, than I, Ty Lue. I think a coach will have a better ability to be objective about certain things than LeBron would. LeBron is going to say who suits who suits me the best at all at all costs. Sure, but that's a coach team. is going to suit that say that to a degree because yeah, LeBron's our best player. We should build around him. That's what but also do, do this, do this, do this, do this. Yeah, but all teams build around the best player, right? The Lakers are asking Kobe, "Hey, should we get him?" Uh, it's just yeah, how it I works. Mean, yeah, you ask. Pieces. Everybody else gets input, but it's nobody just, gets input. You ask the best player on the team. No, I'm saying is other, it okay? If other we best have players, this guy? other best players get input, but LeBron Ooh. is different. Kobe's gonna get input. Like you said, I think Kobe set a bad president with that. First of all, because was Jordan doing that? Guys, like was Jordan picking his team members? No, Jordan, he didn't have the power to do that back then. Jordan absolutely if, would say, "I don't want this guy or that guy." Or like, do you know this, say, or you just speculating? I'm speculating, but if Jordan didn't like somebody, Jordan got Isaiah Thomas. Kicked off the fucking Olympic. Maybe team. by then, but early Real on. Quick, let me finish the point. Jordan got made 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 sure that Isaiah Thomas would not be on that ninety two Olympic team in Barcelona. He himself did that, so he had enough leverage in the league to get a player kicked off, or not even kicked off, not even invited to be on the Olympic team. You don't think that he could get some bum role player? Kicked off the Bulls. Not to mention, he had two or three coaches fired from the Bulls until Phil Jackson came there. So if he's moving personnel, he could definitely move players. And I guarantee there are a few players that did not get re-signed or get left off the roster for the next year because because Jordan didn't like playing with them. Jordan didn't really like Phil at first. Sure. I remember him telling some reporter this share the ball offense is never going to work. Sure. LeBron doesn't like you. You're gone. Straight up. I don't think Jordan had that kind of say early on. And part of the reason Jordan retired, from what I understand, is they weren't trying to I guess, resign everybody. I guess and he was what I'm like, trying to right, say is, you. what's the what's the what's the difference? I don't think there's that big a difference. And you get to play in the finals every single year. And if you play basketball, look, if you play basketball to like just put up shots and make as much money as you possibly can, maybe playing with LeBron isn't the best situation. If you play basketball to win a championship, then it's the best because he's going to give you the best shot every year. You're going. Every year for the last eight years, it's astonishing. Every oh, it's year. I just, I know it is tough, and it's not all, I. this is why I want him to go to a team with a Popovich or a Stevens or whatever. Because yeah. I think LeBron, when he tries to play GM, it doesn't work out that well. When he tries to play head eight coach, it doesn't always finals. work out that well. Yeah, but he. How is it not working? Yeah. You he tell would have me, more rings. You tell me a GM or coach. That has gone to eight straight finals. I think if LeBron is willing to work with Pop, I think he'd have four rings, five rings. Fair enough. But so just just out of curiosity, is it possible that if he let a coach do what coaches do, and if he let a GM do what GMs do, that he could have not gone to eight straight? Course, possible. Yeah, I guess it's possible. I just, right? yeah. So maybe we're not putting enough, like, maybe we're not putting enough appreciation on his coaching and GM abilities. 
Maybe we should look at his because if a coach or GM made it to eight straight finals, we'd be like, "This is the best coach." But in then the we can't world. do that. This is the best GM in the world. But when a player who basically does coach and GM does it, we go, "Ah, oh, he'd be doing way better if we gave him a coach." But then you can't do that and say LeBron is doing this with no help because LeBron is building the team he wants. Sure. So we can't do the yeah. LeBron has no help, and I don't like that line. But of he argument. doesn't have any help. Oh, yeah, but bullshit. it's exactly the team yeah, he wants. You can't say that. You can't be GM. You can't he be coach and then say I have no help. Everybody looked at him like so, a fucking agreed, mad agreed, man. Agreed, 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 agreed. So LeBron does have no help. That's without a doubt. He does have no help, right? But that's on LeBron. Yeah, but who's scoring the other I don't sixty think, points? I don't think. Say no again. Help? He's dropping fifty. Who's scoring the other sixty he's points? He's dropping if he has fifty, no help? and then he's got eight assists. So he's he's supportive. He's responsible for minimum. Six. 66, 60, okay. probably 68 points. All right, game. so he has help. Yeah, he's got help. Yeah. He's got... Like, you can't you can't give him that credit. Oh, he has no help. You, oh, I just he don't chooses know how many team. points they scored that in that in the fourth quarter. But then he's not a good GM. If he yeah, doesn't so have that help makes him a bad with the GM. team he picked, he, you can't have both. You can't be a bad GM and go to the finals. That, so that's... Bad is not the right word. Is there room for improvement is the word. But you cannot be a bad GM and then go to the finals. I think you can be a great player and drag your team in a weak East to the finals and not be a good GM. I don't think the East is weak. The East is weak. I don't think so. Toronto's coach. We have, you have two good teams in the West. The West is, I don't think the gap is what it was. I don't think the gap is what it was. Golden State and Houston. That's it. Nobody else is that good. I don't think the gap is what it was. A, good. The Spurs last year with Kawhi. This good. Year. We're talking about this year. Yeah, so I'm saying I don't think the gap is what it was, but there is not. there are not two East great teams. harder than the West this year. Nah. nah you just, no, nah. Not, not for LeBron. More teams. Not there for LeBron. There were more good teams in the East than there were in the West this year. LeBron, but the two Spurs, best teams in the West were better Spurs, than all the teams in the East. The best team beatable. in the West. The best team in the West is up 2-0 on them right now. That's oh, just who? a fact. The best team in the West is... So Cleveland has beaten every team in the East, but the yeah. best team in the West is up 2-0 on them right now. down 2-0. Okay, he might come back and win, but right now, it's just not looking like that. The numbers say the West is better. The best team in the West is beating 2-0. I think there was more talent in in overall. When yeah, but he's not... He's this not, is the point. All right. There's more, we're talking about East versus West. So East versus West is you look at all the teams. I think if you looked at all eight teams, there's more talent in the East than there was in the West in this this year. So my point to that is the West is more top-heavy, sure. Maybe one through eight, the East is better, maybe. But if the West is top-heavy and you're LeBron, you're not content with getting the second round in a like a competitive East. you got to get to the finals. Yeah. And you got to get through those top-heavy teams. Yeah. So you have one hard series. Yeah. There's one hard series in the Western Conference, and, he, and there's three pretty hard series in the East. I don't know. I think Boston's Toronto hard. was a cakewalk. I think Philly's hard. Toronto's a cakewalk because, like Drake showed, they're soft as fuck. Philly wasn't they didn't that put up hard. Any fight. Philly was hard. Boston was hard, and Milwaukee was not a slouch. I'm telling you, there's good teams in the East. Indiana played their fucking asses off. They're good right. teams. They, I think it's a harder route to the finals in the East. I think that Western Conference Finals is going to be way harder in the West. That's it. Portland, trash in the playoffs. Spurs, nobody. Utah, they outplayed them their ability, but realistically, that's light work. 
I think if LeBron had a better team and a better coach, we he would have a much easier time in the finals. I think if LeBron would, had the Celtics supporting cast and coach, this, this the East would have been nothing. Let me ask you this question. If LeBron, if the Cavs are in the same position as the Warriors, in the West. And they had to in the West, and they had to go through all those teams. Do you think that it would go seven games ever? AB, bro. With the Rockets, yeah. No, no, Rockets, yeah. Oh, okay. But so the I Warriors. I don't know if they what beat I'm the Rockets. Is, okay, maybe they don't beat the Rockets, but up until then, I mean, LeBron, they went. What did he go? He went seven with the Indiana. With Indiana? Yeah. Yeah. Now. Imagine that the Cavs are the four seed because they're the four seed. No, I'm just these. asking this question. Okay. So they went seven with Indiana. Yeah. Right? Then they went six with. No, four with Toronto, seven with Boston. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Four with Toronto, seven with Boston. Right. Right? So two sevens. Right. And a sweep. Right. They play. Who they play? New Orleans first? No, no, no. New well, it's, it's, again, it's else. different because the Warriors are the two seed and the Cavs are the four seed. Right. So if the Cavs are the four seed in the West, their first round is, I think, the Pelicans. Okay. Or the Jazz. One of those two. Yeah. Second round would be the Rockets. Right. And then the third round would be whoever makes it out. Right. Still, it's, it's no, I say just flip them with the, with the Warriors, but it doesn't matter. Point being, it's, look, it's tough. It's tough. I just think that there's a lot of talent in the East that people are just denying. We're, we're, I don't think the gap is what it was. We can't right. keep shitting on the East like we had before. When we know that they play well. They, but in the, in the past play well. three years ago, shitty East. Sure. Horrendous East. LeBron wasn't losing any games in the playoffs. Sure. So I don't think, and I also don't think it's fair of us. We're not keeping that same energy if we're saying LeBron's team is trash, but it, he's a good GM. He puts together a good team. I don't think you can hold space. I understand the argument. That's what I'm saying. I just, I think his team sucks. And I don't think that he is a bad coach. I think that he's a good coach because he's able to take a sucky team and take them to the final. So good that. coach, but bad GM is good what you're coach. Saying. And uh, GM is. I think a couple things didn't work out this year. Like I think the Isaiah Thomas in a uh, situation, if it plays like he played with the Celtics, that's a perfect swap. But he ends up not playing like he played for the Celtics. If Dwayne Wade. Plays like he plays when he's in Miami? No, nah, but everybody saw that. Like, Dwayne Wade hasn't played like he played in Miami. But he was balling when he was in Miami later this year. Yeah, but it's still not championship Dwayne Wade. Look, he was hooping. All I'm saying, there are certain certain things, you know, if Jay Crowder ends up playing ball, there are certain people that just can't play with LeBron. He thought that they could. So the original discussion is, is it, like, worth the sacrifice? Absolutely. And, and absolutely. I think it is. I th- it's unfortunate because I think every player who's playing basketball to make it to the league is like, oh, I want to be the best player. But once you're in the league and you realize, okay, I'm never going to be the best player, you have to like Ray Allen that shit. So you have to find what's your role. You have to figure it out. It's not, and that's that it's role. worth it, but it's Absolutely. not easy. It's yeah. worth it, but it's not easy to say, okay, this is Thanos. What the fuck do I do? I got to get good at moving shit around. But or whatever. That, I think that's a problem. Like. LeBron tells them their role and they're not perfecting the role. And then when it's like their time to do something, they're coming up short. That's why we look at them like, yo, like JR, we just expect you to hit a few threes. Like we, we want you to yeah. shoot like six, seven threes. Just make four of them and yeah, we're the happy. The only person that's doing what they're supposed to do is Cal Corbin. All we want you to do is come in the game and just knock down threes. 
You don't got to do shit. You don't even got to right. defend that well. Just come in the game, knock on threes. Everybody love, else love is, is sucking. Love is playing. No, Love played Love, played love had, a, had a good game, yeah. too. A good yeah. second half of the no, game, too. No, that co- co- concussion helped him out. He needed that. He needed <laughs> yeah. to get knocked around a little bit. But, yeah, no, Love, love, is, love is playing okay. He's playing well. Okay, fine, yeah. he's playing well. But the expectation is pretty high for him, too. You know, he's an all-star. He's a max contract player. Corver is on a fucking veteran's minimum, and he's still splashing, right? George Hill... I would like to say he's playing really well because when he's not losing games single-handedly, he actually has been okay. <laughs> he's been good. And I like George Hill as a player. Yeah. JR, not. Just not. I mean, that game one, he played well. Yeah, that was a shame. F- to be honest, that's one of two good finals games yeah. he's had ever. And he played really well, And he man. still found a way to blow it. Yeah, he played really well. It was a shame. I mean, you know, <laughs> you just can't. You just can't beat this guy right here. You I mean, can't beat you this can't team. Beat the collection, dude. It's this, all about the collection, this bro. My guy. It is, man. That's what it is. It's Voltron. It isn't Voltron. Yeah, it's Voltron. Voltron. Yeah, it's, yeah Voltron. it's like any one of those things that makes Voltron gets their ass kicked in a fight. You know? Or Captain Planet. The whole premise of the show Captain Planet is we're not good enough. Call Captain Planet. Yeah, without Captain Planet, you're just some bitch with heart. Right? Yeah, for real. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why even give them skills? Just give them a phone call. Give them a direct line to Captain Planet. Like, every fucking episode, they try to do it themselves, and then they go, all right, guys, you want to call Captain Planet? Call him immediately. The second you see someone not recycling or whatever that fucking show is about, don't even try to handle it. Call Captain Planet. That's what the Warriors did. They called Captain Planet. Every time, that's right. The Warriors don't even try to do it themselves. And I just don't like the little shots at LeBron. If me and five of my friends beat I love up Andrew, that shit. yo, I, love I wouldn't that talk shit. shit to Andrew after. I love that shit. Like Steph knows he can't fight LeBron, and I love it that he still steps in his face. I love that shit because he knows LeBron's not going to do shit. Because it's a fucking no playoff play. game. What's exactly, no play. So you could. So if you know the biggest motherfucker is not going to do shit, you're not going to talk mad shit in his face. <laughs> That's just a New York thing. Yeah. It's like when someone already swipes the Metro card. Yeah. And you talking shit. Yeah. You're not about to waste another swipe. <laughs> After the doors close yeah. and you start ding, ding. cursing him out and talking about his mother up. and shit. Yeah. I hate that shit. Oh, God, it annoys me. Yeah. I love that. I don't like that shit. Draymond about to get a reality check. I can't wait till he's traded, even though he won't be. And he is an important part of the team, but. He's huge. He's huge, but the amount of fucking shit talk for how pathetically useless he is in terms of scoring. At the end of the day, you got to score. I'm sorry. Like, for me to really respect your game, you got to score. Here's the thing about Draymond. When it gets really tight, you can't count on this dude. You can't? I don't think you count on this dude. Remember game six against Houston? He fumbled the fucking inbounds pass? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, man. Yo, you know what I've noticed? Yeah, but every once in a while, he'll hit a big three. He'll no, hit a big three it's if like... all the momentum is with them. He'll hit a big well, that's three. That's the thing I've noticed about, that's the thing I noticed about the fucking Warriors, right? They're momentum shooters. Oh, yeah. the way you gotta, and it's very hard. I'm not saying it's an easy task, but the way that you gotta beat the Warriors is you have to be, you have to get the lead, and then you have to keep your foot on their neck. Mm-hmm. What happens is when they're down, they play a little bit more conservative in terms of the shots they take. Mm-hmm. Steph isn't pulling from everywhere nope. when he's down. Have you no. noticed this? No. I bet they could do some analysis that shows he's taking much more high cal- uh, high percentage shots. He'll take open corner threes, that kind of stuff, but he's not pulling from 40 feet out. The second they go up three, 
Him and Clay just start hoisting the yeah. fucking ball up there. They don't give a fuck. They want to kill you. They want to kill you. And then that's when the game goes from you're up two to you're down 10 yeah. in four possessions. Yeah. Right? So what you got to do, like, if I'm the Cavs, if they tie the game, I time out. If they tie it, what always happens is, and this happened with the Rockets as well, they tie, they wouldn't call immediate timeout, hits a three, they don't call a timeout, yeah. another three is hit, then they call a timeout. Call that eight points ago. I think if they hit back-to-back threes, you call a timeout and immediately. And once they're up, immediately. they shoot with so much fucking confidence. Oh, man. The whole team is shooting with confidence. But when they're down, they don't shoot that confidently. They scrape back into the game. But KD's their scapegoat. KD... He'll when take like down, a short-range jumper. Yeah, he'll get the mid-range jumpers. Yeah. But I want down. that. I want you yeah, taking absolutely. mid-range jumpers. Yeah. The problem is you, they, once you let them get back into the game and let them get up even two or three, they don't care if they miss a shot, right? Because they have a lead. And when you're shooting like you don't care, it's like hitting on an ugly bitch. So wet. Right? It's like you don't give a fuck if she rejects you. You're not I think trying to even if they're down. Place. I think even if they're down, if one guy catches fire, everybody else gets confidence. It's the Voltron thing. Mm-hmm. If one of us is hitting, we're all hitting. Gotta put your foot on their neck. You cannot let them. If they get the lead, they will just start splashing on you. And Steph will start doing Steph things. But if you notice, Steph never does Steph things to get back in the game. They're never down by 10, and then Steph goes on a 15-point run. They're tied. I mean, sometimes. And then Steph goes on a 15-point run. It happens. It might happen, but like the run that we're noticed with Steph is the extension of the lead, Yeah. yeah. right? Because he's a calculated player. Why would you be taking 35-foot threes if you're down five? That's a low-percentage shot. You're tied. You're up four. Let's put the dagger in their fucking chest. Yeah, I I agree. The only thing I would add is even if they're down and they're going on that run, once somebody hits two threes, if they hit two threes in three possessions, the team is ready. Let's go. But to your point, Alex, when they get down or when things get tight for them, they go to KD and they essentially become the rest of the Cavs and LeBron. Give him the ball. Let him work ice. And then they struggle because KD ain't LeBron. Yeah, you're right. But his shot been wet. That mid-range jumper is. Yeah, motherfucker. He gets that ball. He did not have a good game one. Not get stopped. Did not have a good game one. Had a great game two. Steph had a had a really good game two. Was it was almost as good as one of LeBron's nine forty-point games. Bro, this is unbelievable. What he's done in this playoffs. This is the greatest playoff run of any player in history. It doesn't feel fair that he's not going to win. He is going to win. Cavs and six. (laughs) Cavs and six. I don't believe you. Believe it. Cavs and six. They're winning two at home. If once they win two at home, I think people are underestimating them. They they outplayed them that first game. They outplayed the Warriors. This series would go six, maybe seven, if they won game one. I think if they win, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think if they win game one, they 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 beat them. I think they beat them in five. So fucking sad to see a lose loss like that. I was devastated, Doug. Yeah. I have not taken a loss that badly, maybe ever. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if Cavs would have took that first game. They might have won the series. They might have won the I series. Think the, well, I, I think get sick so thinking about you laughing at that shit. Yo. He was yucking it up. <laughs> Motherfucker played ether at the end of the game. <laughs> Fuck you, dog. <laughs> Fuck you. That made me so sick. God damn it. My brother kept sending me fucking Steph Curry memes. Him shaking his fucking bitch ass shoulders. She made me sick. Yo, that shimmy though. Oh man, it's hot. Somebody got to turn that into a dance. Like <laughs> the Steph Curry shit. You can't. Nobody's that corny. That's his fucking quarter white side. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're recording Wednesday, right? We should watch the game after. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, just let's wanna, do that. I just want to see you guys, like, 
Wait, the game is Wednesday. Cry. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm going to feel great. It's going to be great. Everything's great. Life is great. Okay. So um, well, that's been another episode of Flagrant 2. Cavs and six. That's my prediction. Akash? <laughs> Warriors in five, man. I fucking hate yeah. it, man. I, I would love nothing more than to be wrong. Sweep. You think it's straight sweep? I think that's possible. Sweep. I think that's possible. Nah. Yep. Nah, nah, nah. They're putting the dagger in LeBron's heart. Okay, I'm dumb. I'm, shut it off. <laughs> shut the podcast off. 551. Five, Pre-order 551. Five, okay. Warriors fans are still going to cry about Iguodala. June 8th. Draymond missing eighth. one game can in 2016. Can I promote my fucking album, please? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You did that up top. Jesus, can the I do fuck? both? Jesus. I can't. Why, why don't you want me to be great? Be great, but just why don't you, you want me to be great? My so you could get out your one fucking hot take about how the Warriors are going to win. It's not a hot take. This, it's a take that's cold. I said very it a bunch mild. Of times. It's really cold. It's what everybody's saying. I said that. Listen, <laughs> what you should say is, yeah, buy the album. That's what you should say. I already said that. When? I'm up top. I don't remember that. <laughs> I said, watch that instead of watching uh, fucking Ocean's 8. Or listen to it. Okay. Yeah, buy it. All right. Cop, support. You had to promote another movie while with my album. Don't don't do this. I couldn't even. Don't girlfriend me. Don't be my girlfriend. You got the full video. Don't be my girlfriend. Take the fucking. Do they get the full video? Uh, Five five one. Five five one. No, no, we're not going to put the uh, full video. Just I'm going to keep. I'll put out some clips. Oh okay. But yeah, but no, we're going to just release the album. Have that listening experience. Five five. Pre order now. Pre order June. Oh thanks, bro. Of course, dog. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, get that. Uh, Thank you to everybody who copped it already, man. I think we got some good things coming. So uh, thank y'all so much, and I'll see you guys this month in DC. I'll see you this month in KC and in Denver. Let's fucking rock out Denver. I want to do some special shit out there in Denver. That's going to be fun. And it's going to get high with y'all. He has yeah. a patience with fans that I cannot fucking fathom. Oh, After man. shows, you just be hanging out with fans. And the fans are great, but I'm just like, y'all, I want to go home. I want to yeah. sleep. I want to eat. <laughs> Alex, I talked so to Alex about that. I'm like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, bro. I did I did what I wanted to do. I hope y'all had fun. I'll see y'all later. Thank you for coming. I Andrew will hang out. Yo, it was lonely so motherfucker. One last thing. Yeah. Um, so me and Akash get to the venue first for the live show and fans start getting there and you guys aren't there yet. Like he is just like struggling. Like I could see him it's killing him inside that yeah. he has to like entertain them a little bit you don't so much. Entertain them. Just talk. <laughs> no, like, I you understand like, what you're going through. I went through that initially. But I have like, a weird anxiety yeah. about living up to an expectation. Because they're just sitting there staring. Yeah. Waiting for the shit to start. And I after will, a show, yeah. again, you're fucking great at it. This guy's so goddamn patient. First of all, after a show, you can hang out, eat with these people. When when motherfuckers start trying to hang it. out with me after the show, I'm like, yo, yeah. yo, you're <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Are you fucking crazy? Yeah. I'm hanging out with my family. You ain't family yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't yell at you and expect you to forgive me. Yeah. We At that point, it's the expectation has been met. So right. now the only thing I can do is disappoint you by showing you what a regular motherfucker I am. See, that's that's the uh, that's the insecurity that I gave up. Good for you, man. I also did that's this tiring. That's what comes down. Well, it's tiring when you think you have to entertain them. What's ti- That's what's tiring, right? That's the anxiety. Is like you have you feel like you have to live up to this expectation. You have to be funny. You have to be whatever. But for me, like. I know it sounds corny, but I truly, I truly believe it. It's like these people are these people are family. They know more about me than most people in general. They might know more about me than a lot of my friends because I don't have two hours of conversation with my friends about mm-hmm. my opinions in life, right? So these are people that they support, man. They come out, they support, they really fuck with you. 
you know, and they know so much about these intimate details of your life. So hanging out with them is really effortless for me. I'll be honest with you. And one of the things that we're very lucky to have is like, we're very lucky to have fans that we respect. Like, I can't That's imagine what it's like to be yeah. a Backstreet Boy. <laughs> oh, okay. Imagine, or like yeah. one of these teeny bopper singers, you're like 24 and you're singing a 12-year-old fucking girl. Like, uh, well, what a friend of ours, and I think she's great, and her podcast is great, Corinne from... Uh, Who? Uh, Corinne Fisher. Oh, no, their fans are great. Well, they'll, they'll like, complain about fans at shows. They'll be like, you are the... The drunk women that every comic complains about. Oh yeah, and they're no, like, but, come down on them. Like, no, that, and and sometimes you you're gonna have drunk people. Like right. we had a drunk person at the fucking flagrant two show. Yo, we had two. Out. First of all, we had to kick him out. But the well, second example, yeah. I want to give you credit for real yeah, quick. Yeah. This motherfucker. Oh, but real quick, real okay, quick. Let's ahead. finish that point. Then we'll get to this. Right. I don't want to sidetrack. So, the I mean, to be honest, the guys we fuck girls, they have great fucking fans. Okay, they, they always come out to shows when I'm, I'm out there, so I appreciate it. But uh, what I what I think about these like fucking. Think about these these people who like have child fans and they're adults. How much that sucks because you don't really respect children, yeah. right? But what I've noticed from Brilliant Idiots, from Flagrant Two, and from uh, you know Westerbros is like we are curating a tribe of people based on ideas. It's not based on how we look, right? I'm not going like oh white Scottish guys come fucking hang out. Right. I'm not going all oh, white Indians. Like whenever I go to a club. The club is shocked to see my audience because they assume they're going to have be a bunch of like white frat dudes. And then all of a sudden it's a bunch of like black dudes, Latinos, some Asians, some white people. Yeah. So because we're coming together on ideas. So when I talk to these people after the show, it's interesting, man. They have interesting ideas. Yeah. They've, they have interesting things that they, they, they've thought about for a while and really wanted to share. They have like an opinion about an old episode that they never got the opportunity to I share. You should it. try it, man. I'm telling you. So a lot of the fans are like-minded individuals. That's the beauty, the beauty of this. And I swear to God, we are on the next level. Most tribes of people come together based on things you can see or religion or that kind of shit like that. It's just yeah. this natural thing. Like Jeremy Lin was playing for the Knicks and every fucking Chinese dude in New York all of a sudden became a Knicks yeah. fan. You've never seen him at the games yeah. before. Right? That is the the most basic form of like representation and view representation. Right. Right? This is the future. This is people coming together on ideas. Right? And not necessarily agreeing on everything, but agreeing on the principle of let's be objective Let's hear other people out. And even if you disagree with them, it doesn't mean that's a bad person. Let's just have the discussion. Let's have these thought exercises. And like uh, after, after the Nashville show, I think it was on Saturday, there was like 10 of us, all different brilliant idiots fans that didn't know each other, hung out couple comics and we just chopped it up. One of the girls who manages the club, like every guy that she dated was either bi or gay we're just <laughs> talking about how she turns dudes gay and like just different theories about different shit. And we're having like a brilliant idiots flagrant two S discussion with these people. Mm. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, how fucking beautiful is this? Like the reason we're doing this is because they don't feel in their lives. They get to speak openly like this. They need their close friends to say an opinion. It's wild. Yeah. Right. And all of a sudden they start listening to us and talking to us and they're like, Oh shit. Like I could just fucking, Say wild shit and nobody's going to judge me. We're going to be like, okay, hear me out. Go finish your point. Let me hear. So it's a, I'm like super grateful because I know there's cats out there that they don't like their fans. They resent their fans. You think Ross likes all these chicks that watch Friends? 
Motherfucker hates these bitches, probably. I'm right? one of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, we are fucking lucky. And I feel like, and I had the exact same feeling of you when, when I was going through guy code. I would get anxiety when I met fans. I felt like I had to live up to an expectation. And I had to, like, be funny. And I had to do this. And ever since, like, I kind of, like, accepted myself. Accepted, like, sometimes shit is funny, sometimes it's not. Not feeling like I had to win anybody over. Made it so much easier to just kind of chill. That's part of it. People. This is going to sound real... I don't know, like, uh, the guy who says he wants to be famous, and then when people start looking at him, he's like, no, stop. Yeah. When you know everybody's looking at you in a room, yeah. it's just an odd feeling. I don't hate it. I don't resent it at all. I'm just suddenly uncomfortable. Like, yeah. yo, guys, I'm just, I'm, I'm just walking through, through a bar. We can, all yeah. just, we can all just do our thing. Yeah. That's, I have zero problem with that. That's just It's just an odd feeling yeah. for him. I'm just like, yo, I just... I, I agree with it. Like, it was, it was awkward that time, yeah. and I just distracted myself because I'm setting up the equipment, yeah. but it's like I kind of... Feel eyes on me while yeah. I'm doing it well, the whole time. Here's the like, difference: when it comes to like, I don't do that before a show. Oh yeah, you show up like five minutes before. I show <laughs> yeah. up because I, I don't want to do that before a show. I don't yeah. want to mingle before a show. After is so much easier, but before I feel like it takes away from the show. Yeah, for sure. Before is the worst. Yeah, I don't want to look at do. you. I don't want you to look at me. I don't want to look at you. I don't even like nothing. walking into the room. Like some clubs, the green room is you have to walk through the audience. I hate that. I don't like, but I think there's something special about the first time you see the performer, they're entertaining. Yeah. Oh, so it's like the opposite of sex. Explain. Like, you you said you don't want to see them before, but you don't mind seeing them after. <laughs> <laughs> Alex bringing the funny. <laughs> I didn't catch it at all. Great. I didn't know where he was going. That was great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I busted my nut. Let's chill. Mm-hmm. You know, let's play video games. Let's let's do whatever. You know, it's, yes, like the absolutely. Woman. Exactly. I'm like the girl. I want to cuddle after. I'm like the dude. Like, <laughs> you know like my performance was a nut. Let's get up out. I know. And trust me, I went through that. I promise you, the more comfortable. You're going to start touring. I think you should already, but you're going to start touring and like, and like fans will come out and it'll be a different experience. Cause right now you've been, people have known you for, from TV, which isn't really you. Yeah. Right. It's like fractions of seconds. You're doing something. Maybe that's why I remember the first time I felt it. I was, when my mom worked at some small ass town in New Mexico, we visited her office. Everybody's real sweet, but they all like thought I was like famous. They were like asking yeah. for autographs. And then afterwards, someone asked us to go eat ice cream in the break room at someone's birthday or something. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there eating and everybody's watching me eat. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yo, guys, I'm just having a brownie. I swear to God, this ain't crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. this is so weird. I got it. I could see that being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I feel that not that I'm famous or whatever, but like fans and stuff like they're like, oh, this, and it's cool. And I, I appreciate that. But it's yeah. just like, I feel like, I guess I'm gonna let you, I don't know. I'm just like, this is odd. You also got to be able to take your own time. Like, I have no problem taking my own time. Like, I have no problem if I feel like I want to relax. Like, after I'm on stage, I usually like to relax for, like, 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Right? I like to just... And I don't like to be around you, you, nobody. I oftentimes, nobody knows this, but, like, I just go to the bathroom and pretend to shit. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't shit. I just go on my phone and like decompress. That's like, funny because I just go through. Do, I'm always I'm out. Thinking you're shitting all I'm the always time. out, right? But it, it's not that. I'm I don't just, look at anyone. Yeah, I'm just like I need, and it's not even about anybody specifically. It's just like I need a little bit of time to just go. All right, I went through that. That was fun. I wanted some time just for me. 
Yeah. Think about the performance. It's like sometimes you see players in sports afterwards, like they're just hanging in the locker room and they just want to leave everything in the locker room. Mm. They played a bad game. They just want to leave that in there. Right. You know, played a good game. They might just want to get all those feels, you know? So like I'll, I'll have those moments and shit like that. Sometimes I'll like meet people and do it afterwards. But I promise you the more, I mean, even in, oh, you didn't hang out with us. Oh no, you weren't with me in Toronto. But, um, even Toronto, we hung out with some yeah, kids after the show. Yeah, Alex. Who, yeah. I mean, whenever we, we do a show, we often yeah, have yeah. it. I and love that, it. That's Dallas, like the best part for dude, me. Dude, it's, it's yeah. fun because like these people know the city and they can't wait to show the yeah. city. I mean, in this case, they show us a shitty Japanese restaurant. <laughs> okay? You fucking I might, assholes. I might come to the D.C. show. Word. I like D.C. Word. D.C. Yo, Denver is when the one where we, we should just yeah. go and smoke weed oh. the whole fucking time. Oh, we got to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that shit. But um, DC is going to be not this weekend, but the weekend after that. Yeah. And then Denver, the weekend after that. But like, I guess what I'm saying is, we've been long-winded on this, but like, we are so fortunate, man. There's a lot of people, and I know this, they don't like DC. I know, they don't, they, 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 they like, yeah. they resent them. Dude, I know it. And we got great fucking fans. The asshole army is the I'm best. I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, it's, because of the reason why everybody's been brought to it, right? It's what we're connecting on. We didn't connect on sports. We connect on flagrancy. Yeah. We connected on saying whatever the fuck we felt like. Right. The lens is sports. Yeah. With Brilliant Idiots, it was, the connection was, at least for the people who fuck with me on Brilliant Idiots, you know, are like, oh, I like how objective you are. Open-minded you are. You're actually looking at the other side. You're not immediately just ripping somebody apart because deep down a lot of these people, do the same thing, and then they're afraid to say it out in public because they're mm-hmm. you know, right. All the fucking races or right. coon or that. So I'm telling you, we're fucking fortunate, man. It's a it's a super dope thing, man. It's like having a job. My mom would always say this. She's like, you know, we're very fortunate in our work. And I go, why? She goes, because we do something that's um, ethical. We taught people how to dance. Feel good about yourself. At the end. Hmm. We gave somebody something that without a doubt, improve their life. Right. They had social anxiety. Now they're actually holding a woman. Right. Holding a man. And like talking to people. And they have a skill. Right. Right. Like you get to feel good. <clears throat> Some people, they work on these jobs where they got to tell people in a car crash that the insurance doesn't cover it. Mm. Like mm. That, that's yeah, your yeah, every yeah, yeah. day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, so this shit that we got to do, you know what I mean? This is just it's the best. It'd be nice if we make some real money. But it's well, the you best. Tell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Um, thank you all so much for listening. It's been another episode of Flagrant 2. Sorry if we got preached Top Andrew's again. album, 551, oh, June 8th. Pre-order. And don't talk to Akash after shows. <laughs> 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 anyway, man, thank you all so much. Peace. Hey, God bless.